Let's get into it then. All right. Awesome sauce. I ask that the gods and goddesses of our respective paths bless this circle so that we may be free and protected within this space. And if you have this one word, pagan or paganism. For the pagan community. Exactly. Right. The, the big umbrella. And that was fucking fantastic. Yeah, of the best podcast ever. ever. Hey! hey! We're, we're three pagans. Exactly. We're three pagans. And a cat. And may the works this day of be of the highest good for all present and those listening. So mote it be. The circle is cast. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's information time again. So this is uh, three pigeons and a cat. Ta- three pigeons and a cat. Ta- <laughs> <laughs> you want to try that again? Where are you? Probably? Somebody's been free gaming. Already. Like less than that much of... I've had more, which is 4.9. I've had more to drink than you have right now. Yes, you have. In terms of alcohol content, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so I'm going to start that again. This is Three Pagans and a Cat around Grandfather Fire Doolcast. So we have Jim Tunick, Caitlin Stormbreaker, and Sarah Odinson all with us. We are oh, yeah. Car and Gwen, and this is really basically our Yule episode for us. For yeah. us, yeah. Not this Yule. is our official end of season show, so we won't pick up any new shows until mid January. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Ah. taking a little break. Yeah, well, it's really hard to find guests over the holidays, and then we've all got family obligations, and just so it's like. So we're going to take a little break and call it a, a season three when we come back. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're official, we're official with, seasons. with seasons then. Everybody's in the Discord reminding us to hail, hail Dictinus. Yeah. All right. So we should explain drunk divination to anybody who's not familiar with the concept. Yep. I guess that's my job. So the concept of divination <laughs> is... You brought it up. Yeah, I did. The concept of drunk divination is that we're going to drink alcoholic beverages of various kinds. Uh, we're going to answer questions from users using our various divination techniques. I'm going to be using tarot. I'm going to be using tarot and pendulum. I will be doing oom. Tarot and bullshit. Nice. <laughs> 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 Tarot, oracle, and probably bullshit. I'll be using the, well, I'll be working with the runes and uh, whatever the gods give me otherwise. Good luck, folks. Also, you know, depending on how drunk I get, Russian might start coming out of me. That That's just me, guys. That, that's not spirit talking through me. I got Russian, English, a little bit of Irish, some Southern Bell shit that happens. It's So we'll, we'll look forward to that. Look yeah. forward to the stages of Caitlin. And of course, if our listeners haven't figured it out, this is going to be a very relaxed unusual <laughs> episode but if you've listened to drunk divination before you came in expecting that. that's right right that's right yeah i just decided that the uh aaron burr cerveza that i was drinking was not powerful enough so i now have maker's mark and diet mountain dew i am drinking a warm spiced uh mead which is very delicious I started with two shots of rum and I'm drinking hot mead and we'll be drinking a cinnamon apple cider. That's pretty much it. And the mead, just so everybody knows, is called Krampus. Krampus. And it's available through this little (laughs) tiny brewery in Kalamazoo, Michigan called Norse Nectar. But only at Valhalla. Yeah, but only at Valhalla. Yeah, only at our test. This one's not sold in cans. Yes. It's a a house mead. What are you drinking over there, Sarah? I am having that Odin's skull mead that I had for the three tap. There is actually some left. I got a bunch of stuff over here. Like uh, there's Kraken down here, Odin's skull. The fuck is this vodka? Stolich Naya. 
I'm not all sure what I'm going to be drinking something, yet. Something from, down here. Whatever, no whatever happens to appear. Follow your heart. So, Caitlin, what are you drinking? I am drinking my variation of a gin and tonic, which is uh, fresh blueberries, mint, lime, fresh lime, gin, and then Sprite all mixed Ooh. together. And you guys can probably Ooh. see like all the, the must that's in here, but it's fucking wonderful well, that, that sounds, sounds fucking amazing caitlin and i i actually have one waiting for me in the fridge for when this one is done because it's <laughs> obviously almost gone <laughs> um and then i also have one of cars mead here it's the apple mead oh, nice. that i picked up a while ago yeah but there's only this much left in it because i've used the rest of it for cooking oh good what about you jim i am on my second karen sized sweet red wine mm. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I have also consumed a now legal in this state edible. <laughs> I am very aware of my heartbeat right now. <laughs> so you're not doing just drunk divination, you're just doing I'm divination. I'm doing all divination. Altered state. Altered D&D divination. Yeah. divination. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Jim, just yes and. Okay. <laughs> just yes and. Oh my God. How many edibles do you need? Follow your heart. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, well, you have oh to understand, goodness. I did not participate in my youth like other people did. So I am such a lightweight. <laughs> so it's ridiculous. Oh, so this will be I fun. I never did either. I Look. fully participated, but I'm the one who fell down in a parking lot. So. <laughs> oh. Yes, I participated with gumption in my youth. And- and I am now the worst lightweight in the world. I was I did not participate in my youth, but I was around a lot of people who were participating in my youth. In many things. In many things, yeah. So I have Yeah, you have some pre-questions. Have some- I have 12. Wow. Holy shit. Oh, I'm so happy I cleared my evening. One of one of Carr's primary functions in this podcast, in addition to doing divination, because he's the only one we trust to do it, is to divvy up the questions. That's right. So he'll tell us who's going to be answering these, uh, unless somebody feels led. Right. That's right. Unless you're like, uh, Sarah has been on dibs. a drunk divination before. Caitlin, you were as well, weren't you? Yeah, but that was uh, three pagans yeah. in on, on tap. tap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sarah, I'm going to give this one to you because it's an Odinson one. Oh boy. Oh boy. So this is from <laughs> Finn. Is my acting career going to go beyond just the silver screen TV, or is the silver screen TV where I need to be? So is it going to be going into movies, or is it just going to stick doing television? Okay. Hell, Olfen. Is Finn's acting career going to just be on TV or is TV where they need to be? And Finn, wherever you are, the usual protocol with the runes is whomever is asking the question, whenever you hear this, give three breaths to the runes. So to the first part of the question is Isa. This actually isn't something I'm taking as like your career path is frozen. It's more in the sense of, so one of the rune poems talks about how Isa is the ice bridge. So you got to wait for the right conditions to cross. Otherwise, you're literally just going to sink into water. In order to make this leap, the, the conditions need to be right. And it needs to be right not only for you, but anybody else that's going to cross that bridge with you. To the second question, I got Uru's Merkstave. You, you don't have to stay there. You just, when you make the leap, is this where you need to be? No. You don't need to be here. But when you're going to make the leap, you need to be sure that your bridge is strong, the people that you're relying on for this work are strong, because otherwise you're going to slip and fall through the ice. So being very deliberative on 
where you're going to go and what role you're going to take is going to matter because there's the risk of typecasting or is the risk of you've shot your shot and now whatever your career is at that point you're stuck with. So being careful, but not too careful about your roles. So this is uh, what I'm getting from the runes. Before we move on to the next question, can I, can I bounce in on that one too? So Finn, what I got, I pulled a, a queen of pentacles reversed. And then for clarifying information, the nine and the 10 of wands both. So the feeling that I get is that the opening is close and there is going to be a last kind of like push. What I hear distinctively is actually you might be limiting yourself, even thinking about movies versus television because there's a huge internet opportunity out there of all kinds of video presenters and actors and that sort of thing. But what I'm getting from the Queen of Pentacles is right exactly what Saren said, where be careful that in this final push, which is going to happen, that you don't ignore the people around you, that there's stability in your relationships with your friends and your family, because when it does snap, it's probably going to snap pretty suddenly. You're going to be really busy, so make sure that foundation is all set. Very cool. All right. And that's a good point about the not being limited to like traditional media. Mm-hmm. Just the voice actor work in the last two years is yeah. taken off online and with uh, the pandemic there's a lot more people trying to do things from home creating reading plays and although that might not be like the career that might be the opening because you don't know what producer might hear you or anything else like that good point yeah plus if you've seen finn's tiktok you know that he has a personality can draw people in any place he can get his face online where people could see it is going to help okay saying this right now so let's talk about finn's (laughs) tiktok Finn has been, the most famous of all of us on TikTok. Finn has been bet by his children that he cannot reach 20,000 subscribers by his birthday, which is January 12th. The last time I looked, I think he was a little over 11,000. So he needs about 9,000 yeah. more subscribers. So if you're listening to this, go to TikTok. It's Finn underscore Odinson subscribe because we got to be honest, like all of us really want to see this dance thing. Yes. Like, I mean, there's, I don't think there's anybody who's like, you know what, we don't want to see Finn dance. No, we all want to see Finn dance on TikTok. I'm not even on TikTok, but as soon as this happens, they're going to show me. So I still benefit. (laughs) That's right. We can finally find out whether Finn dances better or worse than Sheldon Cooper. (laughs) Nobody can dance better than Sheldon Cooper. Come on. So Caitlin, this is for you. It's from Rhiannon Gray. So Rhiannon and a couple of friends are starting an Etsy store to do enamel pin and other miscellaneous fan good art. They're all collectors and they have tons of ideas on pins that they'd love to see and that kind of stuff. So they're getting, they're moving in that direction. The question is, what actions can we take right now that will help us run a successful business? I was shuffling while you were asking me the question, one card flopped out, which is how this deck works. I mean, the one that jumped out at me was Shaman of Tradition. The image is very powerful. The Shaman of Tradition tells us to return to our roots and what we know, whether it's our own roots or the roots of people that came before us. Not necessarily following exactly what they did, but finding inspiration in what sells is what I'm hearing. I know that as creators, and I'm, I fall victim to this myself, is I want to be totally unique and totally different than anybody else in the world, but sometimes unique doesn't work. You can take something that is similar or akin to what somebody else does and totally make it your own thing, and it'll be this beautiful, amazing thing. Listening to the question, listening to the synopsis, I got the immediate, yes, it's going to work. And then this jumped out 
And then I got the, if you follow tradition. So have a traditional business to start with, but I don't think that's where it's going to end, you know, because tradition over time does blossom into something more, something more grounding and more solid. You can build a better foundation off of something that is very traditional. Real quick, Caitlin, uh, Rhiannon just wanted to know what deck that was so she could pull up the pick. Oh, um, it's called the Shaman's Oracle. Okay. And so my follow-up question to that is what's traditional, like pins and stuff that are already available without like bouncing too far outside the norm? Or I mean, what's your feeling on that? Do you know? No, I think it was more talking about the traditional sense of the business and less so about the artwork that's going into it, if that makes sense. Yep. This one's for Ode. Ode, this is uh, from Alexis Bacon. Is it the Norse gods that are reaching out to me? Hmm. You have the Six of Pentacles here, but um, I'm actually not going to give you the standard reading for that because this is sort of a yes or no question. And instead, I'm going to interpret the image. This is the true black tarot if you want to get your own look at it. But in this card, there are three darkened pentacles and three golden pentacles. And the three golden pentacles are presiding over the darkened ones. And they are accompanied by a stylus and an open book. How I would interpret that is that you are being reached out to by three very specific Norse deities. You are being asked to move away from your prior practice and to pursue this, to pursue their work for you. You are being offered knowledge, but it is going to come at that cost. That's what I got. Anybody else? (laughs) Sarah has a smile on. smiling. I mean... I even really need to say it. No, <laughs> but maybe you should because I don't know if Alexis Bacon will know what um, we're talking about. First three beings that spring to my mind are Othan, Freya, and Mimir. Yeah, Othan in particular, I yeah. would say, probably leading mm-hmm. into the others. Caveat: you you might be brought in by a god to a practice, but that may not be the god you stick with, or it might be. These these things can change. Yep. All right, Gwen, you ready for a question? Sure. This is from Schoolis. For the sake of my sanity, I need a career change, but I'm painfully lacking in any direction. What should my first step be to making that change? What is the first step? All right. Uh, I drew from the Gilded Tarot, which is my main deck for these types of readings. I drew three cards. I have an Ace of Wands, the Tower, and the Nine of Pentacles. Because it is an Ace of Wands, I should say in reverse, to me that indicates that you are definitely in a, a career that you know hasn't been fulfilling your goals, your desires, those things that you are looking for. But it... Because the tower is the main card that is upright in this, because the Knight of Pentacles is actually reversed, it looks like you're going to have to you're going to have to allow catastrophic change to happen. It may be something that is unexpected. It may be that you need to remain where you are for now and wait for the opportunity to strike. And I feel like it's going to be unexpected. And because it is the Nine of Pentacles following in reverse, I feel like it's going to take a lot of work to move forward. And if you are changing career, I really think you need to focus on what is your passion, um, because that is apparently not necessarily what you have been doing. Currently, you have been settling for what maybe had been a passion when you were younger, but is no longer what you are desiring to do right now. But again, it looks like 
maybe your choices are going to be taken from you. Maybe this job is going to, that you're currently in is going to be removed. And that while it is the tower (laughs) that is suggesting this, this change, you can use this as an opportunity, but it is going to take work and it could be an extended amount of time for you're actually where you need and want to be. So that's what I got. Can I jump in on that for a sec? Sure. I'm not very good at reading tarot and I have a new deck, which I'm working on right now. And I was told to shuffle it. And what I pulled was the Ace of Swords. Mm. And what this card is telling me is to jump, but jump with purpose. Basically know where you're jumping with the idea in mind of creating as little amount of chaos as possible. You have to think before you jump, basically. And it may be because that tower card is involved, it may be that you need to be paying attention and intuitively determine when it's time to jump. Choose your moment. (laughs) Choose your moment. Yep. Yep. Choose the one with the least amount of chaos. Jim, this is for you. This is from Sheila Bond. Um, So a little bit of background this year, I was able to finally be more financially conscious and grew so much into the person I want to be until I experienced a traumatic event in July that I'm still trying to recover from. I let my relationships die out. I'm a recluse. My mental health and financial situation are severely declining rapidly, and I'm almost at my breaking point. So this is a two-part question for you. One, will things get better? Two, what do I need to improve? I'm not even sure I really need to draw a card for this, to be honest with you, but I'm going to draw one just to kind of satisfy myself to see if I'm getting a confirmation there. Yeah. Okay. So traumatic experience. I'm going to assume that that's big because otherwise you wouldn't refer to it as such. And as much as I hate using this as a diagnosis, as often as it's used online, you've actually experiencing some soul loss. Yep. So you're going to have to find someone that can help you or find the knowledge to help recover that soul shard because then it begins a process of healing that it's not like plug and play. It's not like plugging in a USB, you flip it twice and you're fine. You actually have to insert it and you're going to have to work on reintegrating it. And as you do that, the circumstance around you and your relationships and everything else is going to get better. This is really one of those things where it saps so much energy from you and is creating such difficulty that that has to be dealt with and it's having a ripple effect on everything else. And, you know, the card I drew for that was the Seven of Swords. And and the image that I'm using in particular on the Starman deck is showing uh, like a, a glass casket with holes rammed through it with things getting let out and escaping. So I'm, I actually think it's one of those cases where you are actually dealing with uh, soul loss and need some soul retrieval. Awesome. And I hate being the one that says that too, but you know. And there, <laughs> there are spiritual experts who mm-hmm. can help you with that process. Yep. yep. There are definitely. That's one of the ones that I would like, you're going to be able to find a lot of people online, but speaking from experience, even if you have to just buckle down and bandaid everything else as long as possible, this is one of those situations where it's more ideal to meet with the person face to face so they can perform ceremony while you're there. They can literally sometimes hold your hand and do the things that need to be done. If they live in an area where that can't be done, do you all know anybody who can do that? (laughs) We can always find resources. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, if you can't find anybody that fits that bill, come back and, 
ask us. We'll, yeah. we'll poke around and find somebody. I know we have quite a few listeners who live in areas where they just don't know anybody yeah. else. Yeah, understandable. Yeah, I'm not ruling out online but or, or doing something over yeah. the phone, but I just it's one of those circumstances where I yeah. feel like it would be stronger in person. Right. It's one of those yeah. delicate spiritual operations. Yeah, exactly. And it might be one that's worth driving for yeah. if it's, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, part of the that's, spirit quest. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Sarah, I'm going to throw this one to you. This is Kirsten Ray, who's one of our long-time listeners, long-time listeners, mm-hmm. long-time supporters. Recently, an idea has popped into my head regarding what I want to do for the rest of my life. It'll be a huge change and would require a substantial amount of money. The idea is as follows. Purchasing a large piece of land, building my forever home, and also building a meeting place and cabins, creating a pagan-inspired campground. People can have pagan ceremonies, gatherings, and different types of meetings there. I would also have a school for learning the craft, including herbalism and a store. My question is, am I just dreaming, or is this something I should legitimately try to go for? That's, okay, so the question isn't funny, it's funny you threw it to me. Well, (laughs) there's a reason why I threw it to you. God's hill ancestors, hill faith here. And since you're in chat, when you get a sec, please give three breaths to the runes. Okay. Okay. So these are all Merc State. These are all reversed. Is this something you should be pursuing or is this a dream? The first rune is Ansu's Merc Stave. So if this is an up or down reading, I'd call it a straight no. This is not something you should be pursuing. The next rune is Uru's Merc Stave. And the last rune is Fehu Merc Stave. The reason is... I mean, Ansu's is like the gods saying no, okay? And Uru's is because there's not the strength available to do it, and there's not the finances available to do it. Long story short, this is overly ambitious. You may not have the community support. You may not have the wherewithal or the financial or other resources required to do this. This also is... The Ansu's itself is also, to me, like what it's talking about is a lack of communication, and this, to me, if, if this is something that your heart desires and you really want to pull off and you want to make more than a dream, you're going to have to put in a lot of work to make the networks that are going to make this possible to get the strength in order for this to not just flop on launch and to have the resources to carry it through as a multi-generational thing. None of that is lined up right now. Even if you have an immense amount of will to make something happen, if you don't have the means to carry it out, it's it's going to be a lot of heartbreak and wasted resources on your part. Thank you for that. I also pulled a card during that reading, and the card that I pulled was the devil, which um, I think goes along with what Sarenth is saying, is that this is a it's a temptation that you should not pursue. Well, it's would, something that can tie you down, tie you in down. an unproductive way. Yeah. And I would mm. say if this is, if there is like, and Sarenth, I don't know if you would agree with this, if there's one mm. tiny part of that dream that is achievable, that would not pull on resources that that could get you in a place where you want to go. It may not get to that overall dream, but it could be a, a tiny portion of it that would help you find what you are content with doing. To be perfectly honest, the, the runes are so flat no on this one, unless you have the prerequisites set up for community to prosper, this is not going to work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To uh, lighten the mood just a little bit. Mm-hmm. For anybody online, my beard looks amazing with the light from my computer. Oh, my <laughs> God. It really does. It is gorgeous. <laughs> I, I've been admiring it for a while. My husband's got a beard down to his belly button that I just, I sit there and I stroke. It's like 
beautiful <laughs> selenite yes. on your face. Yeah. Or maybe a little bit of highlight because you got a little bit of the gray kind of shining through. The yeah. light. It's it's lovely. I love it. I've been playing with my computer monitor to see what looks <laughs> the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay so uh oh, oh let's see here ode this is from uh windy sky kicker oh if i continue as i am with all of my current projects will i find a creative balance or spread myself too thin windy you have the three of cups how i'm gonna read that is right now your creative balance has a lot less to do with your creative input and much more to do with your community with maintaining that close circle that's helping keep you afloat and stable right now or finding that circle if you don't have it this feels unstable to me and like you're maybe missing some components of that community that would help you stabilize it or build a stronger baseline to support your endeavors these people don't all necessarily need to be directly involved in the creative process but they all need to be aware that you're a part of it and they all need to be encouraging and supporting your progress in it if you're going to keep going with all of these projects simultaneously in order to achieve a creative balance you have to actually focus outside of that creative process and engage more socially you need that support system follow-up question can that outside influence Mm happen via the internet or does it need to be in person ace of cups i don't think it matters whether it's in person or on the internet but it's a new person you're missing someone you're missing someone in your social constructive support group that is going to be necessary if you're going to continue to have or find a more stable equilibrium i don't know where you're going to find that person but you're missing them there we go. Caitlin, this is from Fen Harrell. What blocks do I have to clear to allow me more abundance into my life? It's just that straight question. There's not more to it. There is nothing else. It is just that straight question. Fen, the message I got was actually from the old man, which you know who I'm talking about. His message to you is you are your own block. Life is what it is. And it'll flow the way it's meant to flow if you let it. To remove the blockages is to observe them and to let them be and don't push so hard. Allow life to follow along the river. And though it may thin at times, it will widen at others. So get out of your own way, hop in a boat and grab an oar and continue on all the way down to the shore. I have no fucking clue where that came from, but I hope it helps. (laughs) <laughs> you know exactly where it came yeah, I, I do. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. All right. The next one is from Black Cat 88. Should I attempt to move up in my current place of employment or wait? And I took this one. Because <laughs> why the fuck not? Hell yeah. So I got Fagos and Or, which is ancestral knowledge and building wealth. I'm pretty sure that's move up in your current place of employment as soon as you freaking can. Mm. I don't think there's any waiting to this. I think it's a, a pretty straightforward, like, get on the ball, move. Strike while move the up. iron is yep. hot. All right. Sarah from Vixen. Am I on the right track working with Woden? <laughs> Do you need to call anything, or can you just answer? Actually, you know what? Let me draw. Drew? Draw? draw? Was that? Draw, draw some moves. <laughs> Put my hands in the bag. <laughs> Go shake it, shake it, shake it. <laughs> Look, 
The direct answer to your question is Burkana, yes. But I'm being told to draw more runes. Stand by. <laughs> Hold, please. <laughs> Just one moment. Do, 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 I was going to be nice and stop. <laughs> no, we have to continue. We can't stop anything that way. Stop right. being nice. Because <laughs> I'm having a good time. Actually, this is a pretty good time. Um, you guys, so you got Burkana, followed by Fehu and Soilo. So this is a damn good omen. This is going to be very productive and good for you. With Fehu involved, there's going to be interesting. Is this to do with resources, or is this to do with actually like financial resources? Yes or no? Urus. So is this to do with finances? I think it's a tricky one. Kenaz Merks Dave. Okay, so hang on. Oh, okay. Is that it? Okay, yeah. So instead of a more material view from Fehu, which is what I was double checking on. This is actually going to be like, instead of like financial or physical resources, this relationship with Woden is going to give you resources that are spiritual in nature, as well as mental fortitude resources, which honestly, given Woden's nature, doesn't really shock me. The old adage of Woden es furor, uh, Woden is fury, comes to mind. You can't engage in fury that often without having the mental fortitude to handle it or it'll break you. You know, uh, Allah, I must break you. Um, <laughs> so Willow is up next and that is just plain success. So you're going to find a lot of really powerful, good work with this. It's the victory rune, but it's also the sun wheel, which is an especially blessed thing. There's pretty much nothing negative that I can think of with regards to Soilo, unless you stand in the sun for too long. But, I mean, you're talking about a northern country where getting enough sun is actually the concern. Not too much. Just be sure that you occasionally come up for air in this relationship. Because, like Odin, Woden will happily drown you with his presence. Especially if you invite it. So just be careful. But... Um, aside from the too much sun can be a bad thing, this is a really excellent reading. Good luck. All right. So this question needs to be for anybody who is active on Discord. This is from Moo. Do you all know who I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Hi. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are there yeah, any yeah, spirits yeah. or deities trying to get my attention and I'm not seeing it? That's from Brandon the Bull. Mr. Moo Man. That's off to the bull. So we pulled... <laughs> So Starman, Starman speaks to like this really radical transformation and connecting. And so to me, it really kind of speaks of the beings of the stars. So yes, there are things that are trying to contact you or maybe get your attention, but sounding like a bad fortune cookie, the secret lies within on this one. You've got to turn to like meditation and things within it's the internal noise that's more the issue right now than the external. Yeah, okay. So that card makes a whole lot of sense because it's the dancer of inspiration. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's the card that says, turn inside and see yeah. who you want to talk yeah, to. Yeah, there's a whole universe out there, but the, right now the, the problem is inside, not outside. Yeah, 
um, get to know yourself a little better. Yeah. And the ones that need to come forward will. Agreed. So the information I got was actually direct download. <laughs> it has nothing to do with what you two were saying. <laughs> I kind of reached out because uh, Brandon has an item that they uh, made for me and have sent to me. So I was kind of piggybacking that connection to come back and take a look. So there are local gods and spirits that want your attention. The ancestors want your that. attention. More of it. But echoing what they said yeah, that's going to be necessary prep work to handle those connections. Get to know your local river. I mean, this is also, in a kind of roundabout fashion, this is actually knowing yourself because this is knowing where you're at. And uh, Brandon, I got a nine of wands for you, which is a, a rough combination with that. For me, what this sounds like is that you're in or going to shortly be in a state of overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Uh, too many responsibilities or too many inputs or too, too many of something all at once that you can't sort and organize appropriately. And that is just going to sort of feel like it's bearing you to the ground. It's not quite there yet. The The nine of wands is still like fighting and, and pushing back, but not in a good defensive position is very much approaching the point of being brought to the ground. There is a relationship available to you. And I don't know which of those three it is, which direction you should go in, if you should go in, if you should go out. I actually think we all have the same message mm. because what, I, what I'm thinking is that that when Sarenth is talking about looking locally, that could be something really close by, but I don't think it's dis, uh, a distinctly different thing than what Caitlin and I are saying and adding on to what Ode said. I think what I'm hearing is an overall message is that you have to build that resiliency from within to be ready for this stuff. Don't go yeah. ask him for it before you're ready. Cause that's going to be an overload. Yeah. Can I see the star man really quick? There's something there. Yeah. I, I think Jim's nailed it. That star man is an oppose of serenity, openness and surrender, but also in a very, that Lotus position is stable. Yeah. Very stable and very coordinated. Stable grounding. Yeah. I wonder, I think my concern, just based on sort of the totality of the thing, is that Brandon opening up may open up too far if unprepared and get too much or too fast or something too big. Yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah, which is why opening up to the local nature spirits will give you a sense of grounding and a place to return to when you do become overwhelmed. And doing that sort of internal check-in, learning yourself is going to be... And I think the thing I noticed about that card was the hourglass on top of the head yeah mm. like wait mm-hmm. like let's let's let this take time it doesn't have yeah. to be a yesterday yeah. answer yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and it, it's the same with the the dancer with inspiration you know a lot of the light is centered around the yep. head of the figure yeah. up here you know so, so. Uh, it's a lot of internalization and also create a bug out bag and it's totally shameless plug here <laughs> go check out my blog dude um <laughs> It is. I have it written down, actually. It is stormpaco, S-T-O-R-M-P-A-Q-O dot home dot blog. Um, and I do a series on shadow work. A mental bug out bag is so necessary. So now we are to the last question of the pre-questions. Hey. Okay. From Josie, and I'm going to direct this yeah, question to, hmm, who am I going to direct this? Gwen, because you were gone. Okay. For the next question. <laughs> Obviously, I have returned. So Josie asked, where should I focus my attention in the new year? Part two, what direction for the project I tackle next, etc. Okay. That doesn't help me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Damn it, cards. Cooperate. Damn it, cards. 
Pay attention to what the question I'm asking. <laughs> so, Josie, where should I focus my attention in the next year? Actually, with Josie, the confusion with the cards makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know Josie, but all I think is she should start a band and call them the Pussycats. But other than that... <laughs> Sorry, Josie, you know it's true. It doesn't feel right either. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to use you. All right, fine. Yeah, you brought a new deck up. Yeah, you brought deck. another deck with you, You're just in case snubbed. maybe that's why. Yeah, this is what happens. I'm not sure if it makes a difference, but the song Leafyaberg popped into my head as soon as the question was asked. All right, so what'd you get, Gwen? Well, for the first question, where should my attention be focused for the first year? For the um, new year. Or for yep. the new year. I'm, I'm using the Herb Crafters Tarot for this reading because the Gilded Tarot and I were not agreeing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the card that came up is Six of Air, and the herb that is re- represented in this is Cattail. For me, air is about inspiration of the mind, thoughts, things of that nature, things having to do with, with your brain, basically your ideas. Cattail grows tall and it is very versatile. Every single part of the plant can be used from its roots all the way to the fuzzy stuff on top stuff on top the the flower at the top so you need to at least according to what i'm feeling for six of air there is there is something that is already in your head it's it's something that you would that would inspire you that would fulfill you from the very ground up and it is something that you are more than capable of doing what's the second question so hold on let, let me ask a qualifier here mm-hmm. do you think it's something that josie feel is feels is bigger than they can accomplish that's possible because of the cattail that's and that possible. this means it may look bigger than you can accomplish but do it can i jump in mm-hmm. on this sure, really yeah. quick dovetailing off of the the cattails in the right season you can use the fluff from the cattails as kindling yeah. It is beautiful kindling. So start small with kindling and grow from there. You know, you you have this big, beautiful vision. And honestly, I wasn't here for the question because I had to go to the bathroom. But you have this big, beautiful vision of where you want to be. But you have to start small. You have to start Mm -hmm. at the kindling and kind of grow that fire as you go. So the second part of the question is what direction for this project, for the project should I tackle next? So what direction or basically what project should I tackle mm-hmm. next? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the next card that he pulled up, which interestingly uh, is Kia of Earth. That was Linden. And it uh, was as Caitlin was talking about roots and things of that nature. And the picture that I see is, is of gathering vines and roots and bringing things together. But then after that, I also picked up a six of Earth. So I've got six of air and six of earth, six of earth is pine. And with pine, you, again, you have a very versatile tree. You have a tree that is healing. You have a tree that you can use for firewood. You have the pine cones, which you can harvest for the pine nuts. Every part of this tree is versatile, including the bark. You can boil the bark and drink it as tea for, for various types of medicinal purposes. Again, I really feel like this has to do with healing and digging down into the earth and, and just, oh, I don't even, I don't even know. It's very practical. Dirt. Dirt. It's a a very practical type of thing that you need to go. You need to take the idea (laughs) (laughs) and make it practical. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm hearing is gather resources. Yeah. Yeah. Gather what you need. Full stop. Yeah. So it's definitely take your idea and gather as, as Caitlin is saying, and, and then go out and do the thing. 
you already know what it is. I, I really feel like you already know what it is. So often the case. It's just a matter of taking those steps. But you do need to make sure you have your resources. So Josie, I don't mean to call you out on this, but I really am going to draw drop off that jar of dirt to your house now. I know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Josie. You're so wonderful. All right. So I am jumping back now to new questions. Ooh. Yes. Who have appeared on pin messages since Oath's been pinning them. Thank goodness. So oh. I've gone back to the beginning. Back to the beginning. Who to ask this question of? Jim, I'm going to ask you this question because you'll understand why in a minute. This is from who we refer to as Auntie M. So the question is, am I going to be able to find the two people I'm looking for at work? So Auntie M's job is HR. Wow. I didn't expect such a practical question. Okay. Let's go with this. <laughs> but seeing as how, you know, you just changed jobs and that kind of stuff, it kind of made sense. Mm-hmm. I really do think this shit out. Really? Y'all think I just sit here and make shit I up. I believe. <laughs> No, I, I actually do want to say thank you. You've done a wonderful Thanks. job kind of corralling us and making sure each of us get a question. <laughs> do what I can. Toss the protocol particle beam off the main Because we find we're in a vine, we'll just be some shit up. <laughs> yeah, this is an aspect of me y'all get to deal with because <laughs> I just randomly sing show tunes and whatever the fuck else. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that's normally what we do Go as well. It. You know, that's why we love I, I, love I cut things. it out a lot in the right. edit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't cut out the Jeopardy thing because that was a group. <laughs> so I'm going to say yes, that you're going to find those people that you're looking for. Um, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a huge, I, I don't think it's going to be as huge an obstacle as you think, despite this weird unemployment part uh, situation out there. You, uh, I pulled the princess of discs. Mm-hmm. And so that one speaks a lot about hard work. And so I think you're going to find the hard workers that you're looking for. Um, it's going to be a matter maybe of cultivating some relationships, of cultivating some connections. It might not be the people that first appear across your desk. It might be more of a a person that you know that knows somebody else. I think that's where the cultivation comes in. But yeah, I think you're going to find some good hard workers that fit into your business climate. And TM, let me know what those jobs are. I know a lot of people. <laughs> I'm always up for moving. <laughs> 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 Gwen and Ode looked at me like, oh, shit. I mean, we have moved a lot of times in my life. <laughs> we have indeed. That's true. Well, if it's close to friends, you know, we never object. Right, exactly. Jeez. That's the truth. This is from Kelly at Tree Wizard Creations. I think you all all know um, Kelly. Everybody knows Kelly. Kelly She changed her question. Yes, she changed her question. So I need to move up to the new change. Yep. Woo. All right. I think I'm going to direct it to Gwen. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense on the new question? Okay, cool. I'm considering beginning the first year course for Temple of Witchcraft. It is said to be intense. My life has been intense and chaotic this year and will continue to be so next year. Will this course be too overwhelming or give me some needed grounding when navigating the difficulty that lies ahead? Oh, baby, that is definitely a pendulum question. (laughs) Which means you're going to have to phrase that a couple of times. Well, the first, there's two questions in there at the bottom. Will this course be too overwhelming? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or, which is an or question, but... Will it give me some needed grounding when navigating the difficulty that lies ahead? Yes. And now I'm going to pull out my tarot. Okay. So you got a yes, yes out of that. Overwhelming and grounding. Right. That's right. Which 
It's not surprising, quite honestly. All right, Kelly, the, the cards that I got for you over this situation reflect what the pendulum <laughs> was saying. Uh, <laughs> because first I got the hanged one, which is burdock root. And so, yes, this is going to be difficult. It's going to be overwhelming. You're going to need to really make sure you are grounded because there are other things in your life that are going to want to take precedent or pull your attention away. You're going to be pulled in many directions. And so you're going to need to make sure you are rooted because you do need to be the hanged one in this situation. If that makes any sense, you need to be rooted to the spot so that you can then Make use of the three of water, which is lemon balm. <laughs> lemon balm is one of my favorite herbs because it is soothing. It is calming. It is restful. It helps to overcome anxiety. It helps to sleep when you are anxious or, or just overworked and need to rest, but you can't because your mind is just busy. So yes, you are going to need to make sure that you are fully grounded because you are going to be stuck in this position for a while because of all the other things that you are doing. But if you take the time, you will be so glad that you had this. It will help you to learn what you need to learn to grow and move beyond this place that you're at right now. But definitely take advantage of the lemon balm. Because you're going to be stressed. Plant it in your yard. Yeah. So, oh, God. It makes everything smell wonderful. Also, lemon balm does this really awesome thing to where it will root itself anywhere in the yard. Yes. yes. This is what I'm talking about. Literally. We put lemon balm yeah. in the garden once. It got into the whole damn yard. Mm-hmm. Every time it mowed, it smelled like right. lemons. <laughs> You know what's crazy? I planted lemon balm and where I initially planted it, it does not grow. Really? But I have it in at least five other spots in my yard. It may be the pH level in that one spot. It was like, I nope, I don't like this spot. I'm going here, 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 and here. I've had that. I I planted lemon balm in two places. I've never had a problem with growing lemon balm. This year it was just like, yeah, fuck no. Uh -uh. I don't like it here. (laughs) I'm going to chime in because I'm hammered and I don't care because I've been drinking a lot. When I first started at the brewery, so I will tell you, you need to do this. It'll be a pain in the ass. I know you have other stuff that needs to be done, but, and this is going to sound terrible, Jim needs to help you with some of the home shit. Mm-hmm. so that you can get this done. So if Jim's listening, Jim, do some of the home shit so that she can get some of the some of this other stuff done. Not that, our Jim. That not, is, this, no, no. not this Jim. Not Jim Tuesday. No, not me. Not me. I've got Jim. shit I'm busy Jim. not doing in my house. Jim and Tree Wizard. All right. So next question. So Kai. hi kai should i split my focus on my in my projects or should i focus completely on getting my novel published i am going to go to gwen on this one and as always although gwen has been tagged for this by car anybody can answer anybody y'all get some shit say some shit yep Mm -hmm. so gwen i still want you to answer but what i'm getting is to prioritize the other projects, but also work on the novel. Put things in order where they should be. Okay. And if things can be set to the wayside, do it. Triage. Triage is yeah. a good way to focus, focus on what's the most important right now and work up the ladder, but definitely get your novel pu- published. Mm-hmm. I, w- I pulled a page of cups, so I would, I would agree with Caitlin and say that you're going to need someone who is going to support you. 
in this. Mm -hmm. You might need to give that person some of your other responsibilities so that you can prioritize the work that you need to do in order to finish the novel. Do you have a gym, Kai? Yeah, you, yeah Kai, you, you have a gym. You need to, there needs to be someone, <laughs> even if it's a friend who you can, you know, say, I'm going to invite you over to do some chores for me. Um, <laughs> I need yep. some help. Reach out to people who are in your sphere who you trust, who can help. And I, I don't think it's just specifically to that either. I think it goes a little further into the creative process mm-hmm. of it. So when you get stuck, have one person or a few people mm-hmm. that you have on your roster, I guess mm-hmm. is the word I was looking for, um, that you can turn to and be like, I'm really stuck on the scene yep. and this is where I want it to go. Can you help yep. me? I'm definitely getting that yeah. you need to make sure you have a good support system <laughs> in order to complete these tasks and finish the novel. ID Lumadark said deputize someone. You need a beta reader. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, I'll take a star. I like stars. And uh, I, will, I will always take a beta read. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For sure. I'm also going to say I pulled card. another card and it is the nine of wands, which means do not allow yourself to get to that crest of the hill and then get overwhelmed and not complete. You need to continue the journey. You need to make sure you get over that hill, find your support system so those things can get done so you can finish. Ode heard something from, do you remember the dude's name? Uh, I don't remember. Okay, his name so anymore. he was a, a, gra- a graphic he was, novelist. There was a graphic mm-hmm. novelist who wrote books uh, like on like horror comic horror books. comic yeah. books at a comic con years ago. Yeah, the thing that O heard from this guy was finished is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So finish it. Perfect doesn't matter yet. Yeah. Finish it. Get it to an editor because they'll help you make it more. More perfect? Closer to perfect. Closer to perfect. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they're going to help you make it more better. Right, more better. More yeah, better. See, more better More better. More better And the, the other thing is that first draft, nobody's going to see but you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So get through the first draft yep. and then work on the second. That's right. All right, next question. All right, so this is from ID Illumidark, mm-hmm. who has a big, long question for whoever wants it. So I'll throw it open to everybody. So last year's Drunk Divination, I asked... If I would get a partner this year, and the answer was yes. While I didn't think much of it at the time, I admit there were periods of time where this prediction consumed me. Well, with two weeks left in the year, still no partner. I'm calling it as not going to happen, and I'm oddly okay with that. 2020 has been an extraordinary year with extraordinary circumstances, and who knows how that altered things. So, what I would like to know is, if I've missed an opportunity, I've had two prospective candidates, admittedly more than past years, but they were both dismissed when they crossed my boundaries. Though I sometimes doubt myself, I hold firm that pushing these men out of my life was the right choice. If you don't listen no now, you aren't going to do it later, period. To sum up, did I miss an opportunity for love and a new partner in my life this year? Question one. Follow-up question. What can I do to encourage a new opportunity to present itself? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to answer question one. Big old yes. <laughs> Yeah, the pendulum pendulum is swinging unbelievably hard. Yes, you did miss an opportunity, but it's not the two that you think it might have been. It's interesting. It's somebody else. You somehow missed a connection. It may be that 2020 intervened. It may just be that you were so focused on someone else that this person just sailed right on by. That's your right. Because possibly because of one of these other two people that were potential. So the message that I got was very 
firm and very strong with the fact that other people have boundaries mm-hmm. too that need to be mm-hmm. honored. And I think this kind of plays into what with plays into with what Gwen was saying because words are my strong suit. <laughs> I am a writer. I swear I am. You're a writer. Now. Um, that's right. Yeah. There were boundaries up somewhere yeah. whether yours or the other person's it it doesn't matter but the boundaries that were in place were not the right ones i guess or premature i guess so, so somebody, somebody had walls up somebody so had walls and something got missed yep. yeah grogu confirmed yes. so we got the king of swords reversed so here's what i'm saying a reading any of the ones that we're doing tonight any reading you get is a snapshot of the potentials right at that moment if factors do not change mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that you fucked up but you did change the circumstance because as soon as you heard there was going to be a partner all your defenses and borders went up and every not saying that you were wrong either about those two people but i am saying that all of a sudden you put up extra boundaries because this triggered a fear factor in you and that's what you got to look at this is the irony about divination is that as soon as you get it you change the circumstances of the divination right yeah Yeah. exactly it it takes me back to that scene in avatar with the lady in the the volcano that she does all the divination and the Saka is trying to disprove the divinations where he's like, I, I bet you she told you that you would be wearing red shoes when you met your love. And he's like, yes, I've been wearing red shoes every day since. And he's like, well, then of course it's going to come true kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you, I I don't know. I, I'm sorry, but I think you kind of screwed yourself with that divination. The thing that, that I stuck on with that was that you said it consumed you. Mm-hmm. Consumed yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Look at the fear and why you threw up those boundaries. Mm. Okay. So there's a part two to this question. Oh, boy. Oh. We, <laughs> with everything we've said, I will say now we can refuse to answer this part of this question. What can I do to, to encourage a new opportunity to present itself? Well, I will say it simply. Get out of your own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I got was Freya wandering the forest looking for Othar, crying her amber tears. And this is actually a warning against that. And I mean, no disrespect to her ladyship, but she wasted an awful lot of time looking for somebody that didn't want to be found. Right. What comes to mind for me is the prosperity. I worked, I did about two years ago where I was working a lot with Fehu and I would use Fehu to bless some milk and I would pour some of that as a libation to the various gods and spirits that were helping you with that work. But then the last bit of it, I would drink because I had to internalize that as well. And I think that's exactly where you're at. I got the card the hermit from the herb crafter sarah which is usnia you need to spend more time examining why this became an obsession for you perhaps take some time to do some introspection have some hermit energy time for learning for just focusing on what's going on in around you what is going on with you and not necessarily looking for a partner but perhaps just focusing on healing in your own self Yep. So the next one is from Dahlia Silver. I'm going to give it to Jim. Should I continue in my current job or should I look for something new? Oh, my dad advice starts coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Don't use your dad advice. Use Use your your divination advice and the fact that, you know. The hard part for me is knowing the difference. Right. Closer. Yep. The hard, the hard part about me is knowing the difference. Which other? Hey, well, 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 which other? Caitlin, there are too many other teams. 
You got to think with the upstairs brain. <laughs> Divining dad. Divining dad. It's divining dad. Yeah, but Quinn's not drunk enough yet. Middle brain is the dad. Or middle brain. You you got to get that grounded (laughs) brain. brain. Yeah, heart brain. There we go. Or gut brain. Gut brain brain is good. Heart brain. And Quinn is skimming the chill right now, so we're we're perfectly fine. Quinn has gotten exactly as much alcohol as as much as I want. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Dahlia Silver said, "I'll take divining dad." (laughs) (laughs) We've got the three of discs. And so what it's saying to me is that there is some sort of collaboration or partnership that you need to look for. So I kind of feel like this isn't something that you're going to do on your own. And unless you have the other people with you, they're going to help you foster this dream. Now, whether that's a mentor, whether that's someone that's actually providing labor or something like that, I don't know. But I just feel like make sure your team's in place because this is actually more of a team than an individual focus. And I would also, yeah, I would, that, that's just what I would go with is that there's people that you need, maybe more additional information that you need, but there's something about a, a, a partnership or a team that's not there yet. That's, I think, what you need to look for. And I think because I'm the other dad joke person oh boy, from the other podcast, <laughs> I took this as well. I got strength and guidance and passion. So I think it fits. Yeah. Exactly yep. where Jim was talking about. Help some talent from your current workplace before exactly. you. Right. Yep. Either that that's either making sure that you have all three components in yourself or making sure that assuming that you have the passion about this thing that you're going to do, someone else has some strength that can give you and someone else has some guidance that they can give you. All right. So on to the next question. I'm basically leaving this open to everybody at this point. So unless I tell you different, assume, assume that everyone. This is from Karaluhu. I'm a double about to start my project for my master's degree. How will it go? And any advice for success? Man, I wish Jackson was here. The card I pulled is the Empress. You've got this. <laughs> there You've you go. You've got everything you possibly need. You have the skills, you have the knowledge. You just have to make sure that you understand you are the Empress of this situation. You, you have wisdom to share. And you need to bring all of these, all of these aspects of the Empress, leadership, wisdom, knowledge, skills, you need to bring it all into what you're doing and go forth and do the thing. Perfect. Yeah, I got um, Dancer of Promise from the Shaman Oracle deck. And it's basically what Gwen just said. You are the leader of the pack. You are the, the hunter extraordinaire, if you will. You have the tools necessary. Utilize them to your best capabilities and understanding and you will get there it's a very positive card yeah the the only thing i would add to that is i pulled a for the specifically for the advice part i pulled the nine of cups reversed and that to me is just saying that don't be arrogant in thinking that you know everything you need to know really push yourself and dig up some knowledge yeah broaden your horizons yeah i was gonna pull a rune on this but the runes were like nah they got it (laughs) 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 gotta like that when that happens all right so Britt asked i have received news about funding issues for my mfa program now i don't know if i should throw myself into art business or if i should just try a full-time job that at least makes me content and Britt because I pulled runes uh oh oh that whatever the hell I'm pulling oh yep (laughs) so I got inspiration and perspective so Britt I know you fairly well not as well as I'd like but at some point you'll visit up here follow your art I think that your art business is where it's at 
And I believe your spouse will support you in that. That's what I've been getting with the, I've asked the question a couple of different ways Mm -hmm. and I'm getting a very strong yes. Stick with the art. No, do not go the other route. That's a heavy swing too. Holy crap. Yeah. 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 Strong yes. Strong yes. Continue with the art. Sacred clown here. So that's discovery, inspiration and, and leaps of faith. All right. And I've got, um, I pulled three cards for you, Britt. You've got the Ace of Cups, new or renewed creative projects or relationships. You've got the Devil and you've got the King of Pentacles. The Devil and the King of Pentacles are actually a really interesting combination here. I don't have a wholly negative view on the Devil. I know some people do. Some people view it as a wholly (laughs) negative card. Britt says I always get the Devil. (laughs) But I view the Devil as a card that encourages you to embrace your passions and sort of the, the visceral goodness of Earth. Sometimes that can be in a way that causes you to struggle. And sometimes that can be in a way that empowers and uplifts you. And it really depends on the circumstance. Here paired with the other readings, with the the Ace of Cups, with the King of Pentacles, I'd say it's more of a embrace the viscerality of life mm-hmm. position here. And then um, King of Pentacles, you're looking at approaching, using that viscerality, using that that earthliness of life to create a stable foundation for yourself through the avenue of this of this new or renewed creative endeavor. So I'd say there's potential here for your art to become something more stable than it seems. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I got such a hard yes. And the way I commonly view the devil is go against your own norms, not necessarily the norms of society, but your own normal think outside of the box, push beyond the boundaries of what you are capable of a lot of the devil's iconography is really bound up in that puritan ideology which is where a lot of it comes down to breaking down those those sort of leftover puritan habits that we all get yeah the purest views (laughs) exactly of break out of it you must be humble you must be chaste the devil is about breaking all of those right yeah right with the with the devil and the sacred clown clown combined do you guys think I'm feeling like an undercurrent of, yes, pursue the art, but still be careful of temptation. Mm-hmm. I yeah. am like, so damn happy like, you said you're that. You're not throwing everything to win. You have to make measured business yes. decisions. And that's yes. where, that's, but it is yeah, art. That's where the, the King of Pentacles would come in. King of Pentacles mm-hmm. is a very stable card. Yeah. So I actually drew some runes on this after y'all started talking a little bit. And the runes were like, no, no, no. This is more information, not like a refutation. So just to double check, I was like, is this about keeping the MFA thing business going? And it was like, so we live, yes. There's Ansu's Merkstave, and the two runes that are correlating to this is, T- is uh, Tiva's Merkstave and Lagus. To make this work, you have got to talk to people. You have got to network. You've got to actually reach out and be like, sometimes like going out and grabbing your audience by the balls and saying, you want yes. this. Tiva's Merkstave is also, do not fucking underprice yourself. You need to be just to yourself. You need to make a living. Your loved ones need you to make a living. Lagos is keep it flowing. So something that was pointed out in a blog post I read recently is that a masterpiece is not the penultimate of a life's work. In the old guild system, you had people who were fellows or journeymen who became masters. And the masterpiece was what allowed you to become a master. It was not the dual end of your career. It was the start. Your masterpiece is a gateway that's it it is not the pinnacle of your career keep making art don't stop because you never know if that piece you think is a total dog shit piece 
is going to net you the big money. You don't know if that piece of shit drawing you made once on the back of a napkin and you blow it up into large size and mechanics, you don't know if that's going to be the rainmaker. Mm-hmm. You don't know because you're not the crazy motherfucker buying it for 10 months. Right, exactly. Be just to yourself. Price yourself so that you're not hungry. Price yourself so that you thrive. Take care of you because that's your customer's job is to front the money. Mm-hmm. Your job is to make the art. After listening to everything that's been said. Yeah, got every diviner in on this one. Right, exactly. <laughs> We've got everybody involved. I, I've i seen what you're pricing stuff online for. It's not enough. It's too fucking cheap. And I understand that helps you sell more copies. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Yeah, but you also have the you get what you pay for thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. People think so, if people see something cheap, they assume it's not worth the price. Yep. So right. mar- mark it up 50%. Or more. Or more. Or more from what you're charging currently. So everybody else is saying or more. So I was trying to be conservative, but so mark it up. What you charge is great for those of us in the pride and that kind of stuff. It's great for us who would like to have your art on our walls and can't afford what it actually is worth, but but it's not what it's actually worth. And you need to charge what it's worth. And, or if you want to counter that, do giveaways, you know, once, once every three months or so, do a giveaway of one of your most sellable art pieces to the community. You mm-hmm. know, if you're if you're that concerned about affordability, something that uh, a blacksmith I follow on Patreon that I contribute, if you contribute to this tier once a year, you get this piece. Right. Yeah. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. That's and I think thing. yeah, there's a lot a lot of artists on Patreon, so there's a lot of opportunities there. Britt, I think you have a Patreon. Britt just got approved for Patreon. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, and Bill says, and this is the thing, pay yourself a living wage. Yeah. You yep. live under capitalism. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. You yep. got to be exactly. able to live. Except that we live under capitalism. Yep. All right. So next question. BES Blackwell asked, should I try to salvage a long-term relationship no. with living? <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish the damn question. Sorry. Should I try to salvage a long-term relationship with my living family or just let them go? Let them go. I can tell you what I did. Yeah. I just let them go. Yeah. I've got a confirmation of that with the pendulum. Just All let right. them go. So, High Priestess says family's who you choose. Yep. I'm, I'm sorry for the preemptive no, but I couldn't hold it back. It's Family isn't just your blood family. It's family is who you choose. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, found family, found and, family, and our my found, found family. family, other than the ones that you know is here, are here currently <laughs> in our home. My found family is significantly more important to me mm-hmm. than my blood family. Now that's not wholly true because you have preserved mm-hmm. a relationship with your mother. I have preserved a relationship with my mother, but I have to lie to her to make it happen. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, the preserved relationship is on formaldehyde right now. Right. And that doesn't. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So. So <laughs> the ancestors want you to know that they are still going to be there and yeah. that a break with your blood relatives in this lifetime doesn't mean to break with them. That <laughs> you're probably the only ancestor worker in your whole fam family. They have best interests in their ancestor workers <laughs> being happy, healthy, and sane, and they understand. Yeah. Yep. You know, so. The ancestors are, are, while they're sad it's come to this, they're also supportive of you. And, you know, the ancestors are really supportive of all their children in a very general way, but especially for folks who are building good relationships with them. They have a 
vested interest in those folks doing well, because you're actually doing the work of keeping them in the family and keeping them engaged. And so I don't know, your ancestors were just reaching out really hardcore and mm-hmm. wanted me to tell you that uh, they do still love you and they understand. Like that's the, even, even more so than them telling you, know, you that they love you. They really wanted to let you know, no, we get it. <laughs> If you have to let those living relationships yeah, die, the ancestors yeah. will still be there for you. And I want to add, okay, because I'm getting a hard sense that maybe these this answer is deep down not exactly what you wanted to hear, oh. and that's and it's hurtful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that and I'm sorry for that. Yeah, and yep. it is okay to feel sad about in fact, the situation with your family. Except that this family. is basically you're going to be going through a grief process. Yes, exactly. Right. Yes. You are essentially losing yeah, all these people exactly. as if they had all died suddenly to you in an accident. So I guess that's the thing I'm getting to yeah. is that it is okay to grieve this loss. Please, mm-hmm. and to grieve take it. the time that you need to mm-hmm. grieve it, because yeah. as as Sarah was saying, there right. are I- ancestors who are watching over you. I get the sense that there's, uh, in particular, perhaps a grandmother or uh, a grandmother, yeah, who is watching over you and giving you a blessing to move forward in what is right for you. And I I get the sense, yeah, I get the sense that there's found family that will support you through this as well. Don't, don't feel afraid to reach out to them. Yeah. Yeah. Don't feel like you have to do this alone. You do have people who will help you. All of our supporters, all of the people on our discord supporters are not our family. The The pride, pride our family to us. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're on your discord of the exact same way. Going to vent. Going to vent on our discord on around grandfather fire. And what, I don't remember what it's called, but go in and post something. Fucking people will help you. Mm -hmm. We are all there. Oh yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The one thing that's I think impressed Odin and I, who are on Discord quite a bit more than Gwen, yeah, is that <laughs> about a year and a half ago, it got to the point where we don't literally have to answer questions anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty yeah, much we're there pretty too. Much there. Yeah. The only reason I have to be in our Discord as often as I am is for moderation, and I very rarely have to step in yeah. and ask people to cool it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's it's a great place to vent, to ask questions, to find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have more questions, reach mm-hmm. out to them. They're willing to help you. I hate to sound like Mr. Plugola too, but my Patreon, if you're looking for one-on-one support yeah. and mentoring, that's yeah. there yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the spiritual dad thing is fucking amazing. It is amazing. If I had had the extra money to do it right now, if, if it wasn't in pandemic times, <laughs> Jim yeah. would be my spiritual right? dad. And I'm had, older than him. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> Hey, really quick before I lose this, yeah. uh, Blackwell, there are other ancestors besides blood ancestors that want your attention. I don't know what your situation is. Oh, but that's the, interesting. But the Thaver, that is the queer, powerful ancestors are reaching out and are there in support for you. And they really want to let you know that, sorry, there's a lot of emotion here. You are theirs, that you are loved and that you were cared for and that the bonds of ancestors are not just in in this it's all yep. it's it's here and it's here and it um the the outpouring of love is is almost overwhelming i'm i'm going to cry if they keep this up the all your ancestors are just like they understand they get they're behind you and they want you to feel that love and they want you to 
really reach out if that's what you need in this moment. But also if you need to go inside, they're also going to be there when you need them. But I just, I had this really strong push to put that out there before I lost the thread. Yeah. Yep. No, no. Yeah. yeah always yeah. interrupt, Sarah. Yeah. yeah. For podcasts, audio only, Sarah was saying they're not just in the meat, they're in the heart and in the mind. Thank you. Thank you. I want to say a huge thank you to not only the supporters of Three Pagans and a Cat, but the supporters of Around Grandfather mm-hmm. Fire, yep. because you guys are the reason why we do this. Thank you so much. You are so awesome and so amazing. And there's, I wish there was so much that I could give you in return for what you give us, but I, I just can't. You guys are just too cool. <laughs> I have seen so, your, thank you. I have seen all of your all's websites. You give enough. So don't I, don't shortchange yourself. Yeah. I read you your entire shadow you series. You guys work really hard. I read your entire shadow series. Oh, thank okay. you, Sarah. <laughs> I read every time you post something. Yeah, I read Sarah's blog. <laughs> yeah, so I read your blog, Jim. I read your. Aww. You all do enough, so never yeah. take that for granted. All right. So yeah. next question uh, from Bookwitch. This is speaking to Three Pagans and a Cat. Your new God's episode really resonated because I think there's a God that's trying to reach out and work with me, but I'm concerned that I might just be imagining it and seeing connections and signs where there are none. Is he truly genuine and actually reaching out, part two? And if so, is there something specific he is wanting? There a God reaching is there out. A tr- is he truly genuine and actually reaching out? Yes. Yes. Part two. Is there something specific he is wanting? I will say, Book Witch, I'm not going to pull a card for whether the entity you're dealing with is real or not, because that's a discernment question. My position is generally, does it work? Then it works. Does it not? Then don't. But yeah, I'll pull and see if there's anything specific you're being requested to, mm-hmm. to do or provide or access or whatever. By someone who is new to you, that might be a better. Right. Which a better is an entirely different thing. And it could be somebody appearing in a different guise, hmm. which we've talked about as well. Mm-hmm. All kinds of options. Yep. Hey, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. has got some. <laughs> as does Ode. So, Ode? I got the Two of Wands for you, which is just New Horizons, which is the same basically as saying I'm not answering. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She's basically the same as saying, figure it out for yourself. Sarah, did you get an answer? Hopefully. Kind of get the sense, Book Witch, that you are meant to, it's almost like a quest is kind of what I'm getting to discern who it is that is well, and I speaking think, to you. I feel like Book Witch knows. And is maybe resistant. And to resistent to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with that. Completely agree with that. Because I've got strength reverse, which means there's a whole lack of feeling strong and confident enough. And like, it's a little, you know, granted, some heavy lifting. If there's a, a new God and they're asking you to do something new or bring a new message, having telling them that you need strength is a little daunting. But yeah, I think that's exactly where you're at is that build some confidence and, and, and start bringing the message forward. Even if it's just mm-hmm. a message for you, but you have to build on it. Right. Yep. Build the muscle, build the connection. Yeah, tradition is just peer pressure from dead people. That New Horizons is, I said it's as good as a non-answer, and I really mean that. I'm not going to be able to tell you what yeah. the message is. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to go find the message. It's like a quest. So yeah. echoing that, I drew Ingvas, Othala, and Algis. Um, You know, new beginnings, of course, new seed, 
new life. But also, these are two ancestor runes that have shown up one after the other. Now, the Othala is Merc State, which, okay, don't be trapped in your ancestor's mindset. Oh, so, yeah. oh interesting. Mm-hmm. Nice. I see, I see. Nice. You need to approach this god on their own terms. Well, that could be so many things, Sarah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fascinated yeah. by this book, which please check in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then finally, there's algae's, which is upright. And algae's is the yew tree. It's protective. It's also life. It's death. Oh, that's interesting. What I'm actually getting from algae's is how they used to make yubos, and it's the 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 heartwood and the Cambrian layer together. You had to have like a really good straight piece of yew. And you had to make it from these specific pieces so that it was powerful enough and flexible enough to launch the arrow. Mm-hmm. And it will launch the arrow faster and farther right. than it's and straighter. And straighter than and its competitors. Yeah. Traditionally, those longbows were made to the person. Yep. They were not mass produced because they had to be for your exact right. weight. Yep. Now, exactly. I, I'm yeah. not sure. Is Bookwitch talking about when uh, New God? Is that new to Bookwitch or new as in? Okay. Not specified. Unclear. So I would assume okay. new to Bookwitch, but maybe new completely. Because what we covered in that particular episode were new gods, mm-hmm. but that could be gods that were discovered. Right. And new to Obscure our God. Well, why I'm wondering is because with what Serenth said and what we've all said so far, I, it makes me curious, like, if this is a God of, say, the internet, then of course you're not going to be able mm-hmm. to think about it like your ancestors did. They didn't have the fucking internet. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't come across anyone that looks like this god in mythology anywhere, but I may just not have found them yet. They call themselves the Forgotten One. So it's funny you mention this because Peter in the Bible mentions that the Greeks actually had a shrine mm-hmm. right, yeah. yep. mm-hmm. to the unknown god, yeah. and they always right. had a placeholder. I'm not saying it's the same one that I encountered, um, but I did encounter a Forgotten One, quote unquote. That was exactly what they called themselves. So, but having an altar to the Forgotten Gods is... It's a good thing in to the have. Peruvian traditions. When I teach them, there we always bother to include all the gods that we forgot to think of. But yep. I just want to point out my visual, my visceral reaction, because I, I want to be clear on that this is a god, the forgotten god. But you're upset that it's not clear with you. <laughs> Do we see any sort of? <laughs> uh, yay! He's finally I mean, throwing somebody else <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> Are you getting anything? Gwen's been Gwen's been doing something with the pendulum. Because I have this um I have this new pendulum mat that it's got has numbers, it and, has letters numbers and letters. And, and I have asked three different times now if this if I could get a name. And I keep getting something that is close to or sounds like Balder. Oh, I love okay. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Actually. God. That makes so much sense, even with the forgotten yep. one, because we that we know sense. so little about Balder. of him. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. And I'm not off. I was no, like, yeah, no, really you're good. So few people actually worshiping Worship. Balder. And so many people yeah. like Chris, who's mm. in our Discord, I know specifically doesn't work with Balder because he reminds Chris too much of of the Christian influences and the edits. Right, so it yeah. doesn't work with oh, Balder. Yeah. I know a lot so, of heathens who don't work with Balder because they th- see him too much as a Christ analog. Yep. Yeah, the chat room's going crazy too. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. But speaking of that same vein, Ode, remind me later to clue you in on my husband's theory of Balder. Oh, no, we'll do it I, later, I but I'm excited here. Yeah, I don't think I can do it right now and give it justice, but it's a good it's, it's a good Oh, it's a gut punch, dude. All right. I'm 
I'm going to hold you to this. You're going to tell me this story. Email from Claire Bear. Okay. Very late in this. There are three questions. They asked me to pick one. So I'm going to ask all of you all to pick a number between one and three. 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 Two. Two. Yeah, I was in three. Three. I'm with three. Three. So three wins it. (laughs) So sorry, (laughs) Saren. So question three is, I am in an abusive relationship survivor. My son is a product of said relationship. We are fortunate not to have a lot of time close to his dad, but I'm trying to be supportive of their continued relationship while myself distancing and severing bonds as much as possible. How do I best support, especially spiritually, my son while also protecting him and myself from the toxicity of his father's abusive tendencies? You all picked the hardest question. Oh, of course we fucking did. (laughs) God damn divination. Always choosing the shit that's worst and hardest. I need that as a boiled down question. All right, my so brain boiled down question is, right? Yeah, can I'm you doing a it down? full graveside vigil on this one, so, so it's going to take me a minute. So here's the full yeah. down. Yeah. How do I best support, especially spiritually, my son, while also protecting him and myself from the toxicity of his father's abusive tendencies? That's the best boiled down I can There's give you guys. Support son also protecting. And th- quite honestly, this one is imperative that we do everybody. Yeah. Including me. Okay. So I will go first. This one is really hard. And first of all, I want to say that I'm so sorry that you are in this situation. It is an incredibly difficult spot that you have been put in. And I am very proud of you for reaching out and asking a question like this. First of all, you have to process your own sorrow. The first card I pulled is where you're at. And it's the shaman of sorrows. And the shaman of sorrows tells us that we need to process our own sorrows before we can lead anybody else through their own. Your child will experience their own sorrows during this time. But once you do the work, you can give them the tools in order to survive this sort of thing and help them understand not only where you come from, but where they're biological father and ancestral line also comes from second card i pulled was the dancer of frustration this is not an easy path this is going to be super difficult you need to work on your grounding and your cleansing not only for yourself but also for you and your son so can deal with these moments in time where it life is going to get frustrating and it is going to be very hard so you're going to need that support system not only from yourself because you cannot do this alone and i I'm going to reiterate that you cannot do this alone. You need family, you need friends, you need found family, you need coven, whatever it is, you need somebody else to help you support you through this battle because it is a battle and it is going to be so hard. But the hunter of strength means that you're going to come out of this so much stronger and so is your child because they are going to understand both sides of life. They're going to understand the struggle and they're going to understand how hard it is to be raised in an environment like that. But they're also going to understand support and love on the flip side of it. And they're going to be such a well-rounded and beautiful person that they're going to be so strong and understanding of everybody that's around them. And I'm so proud of you for taking on this journey 
and I don't know if that means anything to you, but for fuck's sake, man, you're doing an amazing job. And I'm going to start crying, so if anybody wants to take over, that would be great. I'm going to jump in with the three cards that I pulled. Queen of Pentacles from the Gilded Tarot, and then Pine and Garlic from the Herb Crafters Tarot. And what's coming through the strongest to me is that while, yes, you definitely, absolutely must have a circle of support around you to assist you in this, you are stronger than you know. You are more capable than you have been led to believe by this person. And sometimes you question that, but you are capable of caring for your son, caring for yourself, allowing your son to have this relationship, even as you distance yourself from the situation while protecting him. You are capable. You have strength. You are also a healing person not only for yourself, but for your child. So take advantage of the resources that you have around you, the resources that your state provides for protection, for healing, for counseling, all of those things that you require. Also your social circle, your emotional support. But the most important thing that I am getting is that you are stronger than you know. Something I want to point out, uh, you mentioned one of the plants is garlic, and that is one of Thor's plants. It is okay, especially when you're feeling weak or I don't want to do this thing, even if you have to, to call in your gods for protection. Mm. Like reaching for those gods that you look to. Mm. Totally understandable, even if your your son isn't quite there with you all the time. That's a good point that Hecate is also one of her groups is garlic, and she is uh, a goddess who protects children and women. So I got Phagos, which is ancestral knowledge, Fern, which is guidance, Minyun, which is inspiration, Ida, which is communication, and Munin, which is inspiration. What I got from that is look to your ancestors to see how they handle this kind of situation. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's a that's a, a fairly straightforward thing. Don't to, but, don't don't do the crimes they may have. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know compost the party to grow the garlic. <laughs> I don't know what your ancestors it's hard did, but, time. but I mean that's totally what this is. Is look to your ancestors. Yeah. For what they did, because they're going to inspiration for what you're going to do. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's pretty straightforward. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually taking that card a little bit as um, that she is the ancestor a little bit too, because okay. like I, I drew four, I got a body, mind, spirit, and advice card, and so body and mind. Body was Princess of Pentacles, and the mind was the Prince of Swords. So basically what both those are saying to me is like, mentally, emotionally, physically, you're ready. Be ready to rock. Like, you see, and pay attention to fucking details. If you see any sort of sign that dad's behavior is Mm -hmm. being negative for that child, you fucking act. You pick that fight and you get it done. Because spirit, I've got the world, which means you do have the resources. You've got the depth. You've got the big mama energy and you're you're very protective. And advice, I'm with the star, which is where I'm pulling that ancestral thing from because I think the star is 
saying, be the inspiration, be the example. You're going to see toxic behavior at dad's house, and they're going to see what a good relationship, what a good adult, what proper adulting and boundaries look like with you. So you have to be that inspiration as far as the advice. So mentally, you're ready to throw down anytime you see something emotionally and spiritually, you're nurturing, you're building, you're being an example. So playing off of that, I got Perthro Merc's Dave, which is you already know the factors at play, and when the factors come to roost, you should know how to act already. That's that Prince of Swords, yep. Along with that is Algi's Merc's Dave, and this is your boundaries don't fucking move, especially because of the toxicity and all the stuff that has been relayed and the stuff that I'm feeling off of this, especially mm-hmm. like the immediate emotional reaction I had, especially with the spiritual input I was getting was just to snarl and to grimace and to be like rip and tear until it's done. While I'm not being told to do that in divination, I should know. Algis is your boundaries are implacable. So one of the other interpretations for Algis is Elhaz, which is the elk. And the elk don't brook shit for nobody. They lower the antlers and charge when stuff comes at them. But last is Issa. Now, this is not the ice bridge I'm getting. This is being that implacable bitch who says, no, the boundaries are back there, dickhead. This far, no further, you shall not pass. Mm-hmm. Start shit, get well, hit. Well, not even, yeah. not even. This is the, you will not move me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is, this is ultimate centeredness in the icy core of your being. I am standing where I'm standing and I will not be moved. It's not about rage. Nope. Ice yeah. isn't about yep. fury. I also feel like I need to say, if you feel like this person's energy or attitude or influence is causing disruptions or problems or acting out in your child, do off. not be afraid to cut him off. Yeah, yeah. It's time yeah, to exactly. maybe sever those relationships. Your son will understand. Given time, he will see. He will understand and he will know. He will not judge thee. So an interesting quote just came to mind as I'm looking at these runes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's to do with uh, Captain America's little monologue is uh, sometimes you need to be the tr- standing beside the river of truth and no you move. When I was saying Prince of Swords, look at that. Look at the image on that card. I mean, that is like, oh, oh that yeah. Is like oh, mentally, yeah. you made that decision that these are the boundaries and this is what toxic means and what and what healthy mm. means. And as soon as he crosses that line with your with your child, you're like, come on, motherfucker, we're dancing. Yep. What have you got, Ode? <laughs> Ode's got something, but... <laughs> so I did a... <laughs> So I did a graveside vigil. A graveside vigil is about telling you how you got into this problem, telling you what the what's keeping you in this grave, and then leading you out of it. And what's in your grave is the magician, and that's your son. It's okay. Do we need to move on? Your son is in this grave. He's trapped in this place. He's trapped. And it's dark and he's frightened and he doesn't know how to move on. And I'm sorry. He's so bright and he has so much potential. The magician can go in so many places. He's bright and he's beautiful and he's going to be wonderful. But you have to get him out of this grave. Here are the influences from the mourners at your grave. The lantern is the five of pentacles. The five of pentacles is poverty. Something is missing. 
Your son is missing something that he needs, and it's keeping him here. He's seeking it from his father, and he can't find it. Your next mourner is the Eight of Pentacles. This is the outsider. This is influences beyond your control. The Eight of Pentacles is hard work. It's effort and energy and someone putting in the time to replace what's missing in the lantern. Your lover is judgment. The lover is what's keeping your son in the grave. Judgment is transformation, is taking off the mask to reveal the true face. Your husband is wearing a mask when your son is with him and he can't see what he's looking at. So he doesn't know that it's time to move on. Your psychopomp is how you'll get him out of this grave. Your psychopomp is the sword, is the ace of sword reversed. Don't change your mind. Don't listen to the mask. Demand that it be taken off. Take your son out of this grave. Okay. Okay. I don't even know how to move on to the next question. Okay, and we're going to take a break, and we're going to breathe. May I offer a prayer? Holy fire, eldest ancestor, flame on flame on flame that flows from the first fire to this fire, to the fires in every computer and every device that hears these words, that sees these people. Eldest ancestor, you who are everywhere, who shines down upon us from the heavens, who burns in the core of our mother, who burns in the core of each person's heart until their last breath. Holy one, we ask you for blessings and cleansing. Holy one, eldest ancestor, elder Veter, we ask you to cleanse the way between us. We ask you to bless and cleanse each and every one of us. Thank you for your strident fire, for your warmth and your gentle touch that we know that the cold will end. Thank you for the blessings of fire that cleanses our spirit inside and out, that warms the heart, that warms the lungs, that brings life. Thank you for the melting of the ice around our hearts. Thank you for the inflaming of our limbs and the burning in our hearts that keeps us going until we join our ancestors. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. O Holy One, O Eldest Ancestor, who joins us all, thank you. Vastu Heil, hail to you, Eldest Ancestor. Thank you, Sacred Palo Santo. May you burn and cleanse away the pain. May you help us ground into the salty earth, and may you eat away the pain. Thank you, Holy Wood Palo Santo, for coming forth and being here. Thank you, great beings, and thank you for this quest these questions and the seekers that we hear. Thank you for the answers that came forth. Thank you to the spirits that spoke. Thank you to those who asked the questions. And now we find ourselves revoked. Thank you, Paulo Santo, Hollywood of South America. You bring us such cleansing and grounding in the watery earth's uncertain. Thank you, Paulo Santo. May your smoky beautiful wood find your way to those who need you thank you palo santo thank you holy wood thank you palo santo thank you holy breathe and let's rejoice in these questions that are given i call upon hakati sotiera she who is savior i call upon hakati light bringer and guide i call upon hakati brimo bringer of storms 
strengthen this mother now in the task that is before her. I call upon Hakati, she who guides souls, guide this child from the grave. Guide this mother back into the land of the living with her child. And make it right. Hail Hakati, Satyara. Hail Hakati. And where retribution is required, where justice, I call upon Hakati Brimo to make it so. Sorry, Al, I think I hit Sigan. All good. I understand. It's all good. It happens. Look, the one thing I want to bring up in this is, is that, so Gwen and I were separated for five years. And during that time, Ode felt at least some of the time that way about me, right? So there's the potential for redemption. But let me stress this. It has to be a fucking two-way street. Yes. 100%. And not be just the wife and the kids who want that redemption. But I don't think that's what this situation requires. No, not right now. No. Not right now. That's that's a down the road thing, but as somebody who comes from a family who she fucked up with hardcore really bad like i can't even get into the details with y'all but i messed up i'm 33 i was in my teens when i fucked up i'm still fighting for that and it took so long to realize that i had to let that redemption arc go for them to accept me for who i am is all that it takes that's a message he needs to hear yeah and i think we're triggering some folks in the discord so it's probably time to move on move on so one real quick thing before we move on. Yep. Cheers to those who survive. Yes. And cheers to those who are struggling because you're going to make it because you have us. That's right. Cheers. You cheers. have a huge community there to support you. Skull and hail. You can do this. This question is from Lady Catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I laugh at really inappropriate times. Jesus Christ. It's okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should I attempt to sew my protest pockets or other hand sewn knit items or continue as I have been and keep practicing? It oh, thank the gods, a light question. <laughs> we kind of needed it, you know? Yeah. Cleanser, I like it. Yeah, I, I got a solid yes, but I want to pull a card too just to hit the depths of it. Can I, I just want to say I, I, I pulled the two of pentacles and uh, that's a really good sign. So here's what I'm going to say. I think from a practical perspective, the two of pentacles is about balance and, and pentacles being a lot about money and that sort of thing. So the answer to your question in some ways is yes, but sell what you have right now, but be open to suggestions from the people who are purchasing them, the people who are admiring them on Pinterest or anywhere else to figure out how you can refine and keep it better. These are real both. Yes, and. <laughs> yes, and. Um, yeah. I agree. The spirit of empowerment came up, and empowerment doesn't just come from within, it comes from others as well. Believe in yourself, basically. Believe in your craft and believe in what you are capable of. Mm-hmm. Take that step because that is the only way that you're going to know. Truth, no whether or not you are quote unquote good enough, because let's face it, nobody's really fucking good enough, but somebody will think you are good enough. Somebody will think that you're, yeah. What is good enough? We have society's fucking fake good enough, but I can go on a rant (laughs) about that some other time because we don't have time for that. 
but believe in yourself and believe that you are good enough for you. Right. Well, and and that what yeah, you do is yeah. good enough for you. You are good enough for you. And also like very practical perspective with that whole experimentation and, and, and growth thing is that there is no perfect time to launch your perfect product. Mm-hmm. Part of right. your journey is also their journey. The people you're trying to sell this to, the people you're trying to make part of your community. So your growth is part of that. It's they're along for the ride. You're, if you're waiting for the perfect product, you will never get there. Also mm-hmm. understand that like companies <laughs> like Coca-Cola make missteps all the time yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and it doesn't break them. Now, granted, they're a multi-billion dollar company, but you're not there yet. You know, you're not betting the farm on whether or not these things sell. So yep. it's okay to make mistakes. It's you're in that early stage where you're prototyping and you're figuring out what your audience wants versus what you can provide. And yep. that is Perfectly fine. And maybe putting it as audience is probably the wrong thing. Your customers. You know, in this day and age, though, that there there's no difference. That's true. Yeah. There is no difference. And I don't I don't even mean that in a bad way. No, you're but right. Like you're influenced by and so I mean if they feel like they're part of your journey, that's how they get invested in, in your product and how they share it with other people and how you grow. They're part of that journey with you. So it's really not one or the other. No, anymore. that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why Wendy sends so much time on, on, on social media. Yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah. Crazy Coyote asks, how do I support my cr- personal growth this year, specifically attract the right people into my life, grow my spiritual practice, and more self-love? You know, it's interesting that you put more lo- more self-love last at that list. Mm. And it's interesting that's the one that I was focusing <laughs> on. Yeah, me too. Okay, the cards that I pulled were Nine of Swords, Star, and Death. I feel like there is something that is uh, that you are allowing to in- hold you captive in your thoughts, maybe anxiety, maybe concerns for the present or the future. Maybe it's something from your past. I don't know. But, you know, with the nine of swords, it is a mind that is in chaos is how it reads to me. And, and yeah. a, a mind that feels threatened. Someone you've, you feel threatened by things that are around you or, or even there there could be circumstances or even people that that feel like they are not trustworthy for your time your attention or your trust but i also have the star which for me is that means you have the potential for incredible good fortune in your relationships in uh personal growth i also have the the death card which tells me you need to let go of a thing you need to let it die so that you can build something new. This could be relationships. I, I'm getting a really strong yeah. sense that there's there's some relationships that need to be either released or really pruned. carefully pruned. Yeah, so jumping off of what Gwen was talking about, I actually pulled four cards for this, but the one that is very predominant is the Dancer of Fear. There is a level of fear that mm. you're holding, grasping on to when it comes to this particular endeavor in life. And there comes a time in everybody's life when you have to let that fear mm-hmm. go. You have to recognize it for what it is and say, yep, I see you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yep. do it anyway. And just fucking walk forward through the door and do the thing. But at the end of that, after fear is the dancer of friendship. Once you let go and surrender to that feeling of fear, because it's it's really not as scary as you think it is. Yeah, um, yeah. It's going to open the door yep. to that friendship that is required or needed or 
called upon for this particular situation. And I, you, you can do it, dude. Go for mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I would concur with that. I got the three of swords, the ace of swords, and the world's world reverse. So what I'm feeling from all that is that there is a lot of clouded judgment. There's a lot of things that you're doing to yourself mentally, if that makes sense. It's like, and, and, and that's not victim shaming. It's just recognizing that we are creatures where our thoughts, it works both ways. We always, you know, our feelings affect our thoughts. Well, it does work in reverse. Our thoughts affect our feelings. So I'm feeling the, the, the ace of swords and the three of swords and the world reverse kind of, makes me think that there is a very intellectual and rational way that you could be working on approaching this. And that's journaling out the things that are an issue with you, finding a good therapist, seeing if you need medication, and really attacking some of these fears head on in the sense that you can intellectually recognize what's triggering certain emotions and why those thoughts that might be generated in those emotions are no longer valid. You've got to create better scenarios for yourself and and really take a very, my mind is overcoming some of this approach. You've got to cut away some of the injuries. You've got to find the weapons and tools that work for you in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kay Hubba Hubba asked, where are my current paths leading me? I feel pulled into a bunch of different directions and stuck in the place at the same time. So the the immediate response that I'm getting, and I'm actually going to pull a card for this one because it is a very he- uh, broad question, but I guess the real question is what do you want to pursue? What path do you want to follow? Which one brings you the most fulfillment? Which one piques your most curiosity? And the card I pulled was Shaman of Reflections. Shaman of Reflections asks you to go into your heart and find that which you desire and that which pulls at your heartstrings. What does your true heart tell you that you want to follow? And as a child's game, you know, you used to play the eeny, meeny, miny, mo, or he loves me, he loves me not, or they love me, or she loves me. <laughs> um, you know, by the end, once you say they love me not, you know whether or not what that answer is. So for me, and others may disagree, but it's kind of a, a roll of the dice. What is it that calls to you the strongest? And if you need to take that moment and do the eeny, meeny, miny, mo, do it. There's nothing wrong with that. So I got ancestral knowledge, perception, inspiration, and knowledge. So you know the right way to go. You just need to focus on that, whether it's you know, you've got some, maybe some eeny, meeny, miny, mo to go, but ultimately, you know who it is, and you need to follow your heart on that. I, actually, I'll throw one in there. The So I've got a queen of cups, and I've got a three of wands reverse. So one thing that I want to remind you of is that whatever you choose, you're going to be wrong. But <laughs> no, no, this is actually a fabulous thing. And let me explain why. It, re- it really is. It, I laugh it, it's, because it, it's true. Yeah, it's a fabulous thing because passion is not something you find. It is something you build. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The things that you think you're passionate about will lead you 
you'll say, well, shit, that wasn't right. But it's going to lead you to that next step or that next thing or that next thread. And passion is built that way. You don't pull open a drawer and find it. You build the passion. Yep. Uh, and I would replace passion with desire, but that's that's a yep. personal yep. thing no, for me. Good. So Blue Moon asks, am I going to be able to get into the career that I want this year? Or am I going down an alternative route? Or not at all. And it ends up staying where I am. So I rolled dice for this and evens are yes, odds are no. Grand total, it came out to be a six. For me, it's a yes with an asterisk. It's a yes, but don't narrow your field so much. Kind of broaden the horizon within the field and find it within whatever parameters it is that you can set for that field. Mm makes any it does yeah actually yeah yeah amazingly well i would concur because the pendulum started with a yes and then went to a not at this time so i got wisdom fear foresight strength and then flow so yeah yeah it adds up exactly what you're saying caitlin yeah it, it really sings very true to it's it's broader than what you think like you have the tools for so many things and yes it is within the field quote unquote just broaden the horizons yeah makes sense so dog geometry asked after losing my previous job due to disability how can I best find work that supports my health and well-being in 2021? That is dog geometry, so you got a new job in So I got choice and mastery, which means mm. you have a choice in what job you take, but one of them you're way better at, and that's the one you need to take. Actually, that tracks with yeah. the exact message that I got because it was more along the lines of what are you good at and follow yep. that train. It's exactly the same thing. What is it that you really enjoy and what are you good at? Using the Gilded Tarot, I got things like uh, the Hanging Man and the World, and I feel like that had more to do with what happened with the previous job. When I pulled the, uh, the Herb Crafters Tarot, what I got was Ten of Water, Red Clover. I feel like this is saying to me is that you need to take care of yourself. So find things that will support you where you're at right now in your health. Like don't you could even use your, what your current situation is as an inspiration to, to kind of springboard mm-hmm. into helping others in a similar situation. But I'm definitely getting, I just, I keep getting, you need to take care of yourself right now. <laughs> and I know that, you know, it's important to get a job and what you need to focus on, but I really feel like you need to focus on your own health emotional, physical being yeah. right now. Yep. I can kind of get that. I was getting the four of swords and an emperor. So the four of swords is talking about just that, that meditation, that taking care of yourself in this deck in the Starman deck, it's almost exact same card as the Starman, only adding the four of swords and the, he's holding them in balance in their, their way of meditating, of waiting for the right time, waiting for the right opportunity and, and, and kind of like building your strength and forward and focus. And so I think that's where the emperor comes in is knowing when that time is right and don't sell yourself short seek a position where you can excel in in a leadership position and that doesn't necessarily mean like being a supervisor or something but leadership even comes from the the people at the bottom of the pyramid because it's how they act it's how they carry themselves and so you're going to have to you're going to have to project that 
air of authority in whatever job you're seeking. I have manas first and foremost. So I was told to put the other two runes down and just read menas. And the initial impression was they need to treat you like a human fucking being and not somebody to scratch on their docket or look how inclusive we are. We have somebody who's disabled on our team. Nah, fuck that. They need to treat you like a full member of the team or just don't do it. Yira is up next. And that is the harvest that is like, this definitely is to to take care of your needs, but your whole needs. I think this has been talked about in other people's divination for this. Uh, Ferrasas, with the point pointed down, be careful about people that seem to overpromise on stuff. Be very wary of that because, you know, oh, you know, they might be telecommuting now, but make sure that isn't going to change if that's what you need. You know, if if they're going to, provide you these really cool benefits because COVID is a thing right now, make sure they're going to provide that in the future, especially if it's something that's going to make your life easier. You know, these aren't just accommodations. Right, yeah. This is about how you live your life. They, they need to be comporting with that and not just, Oh, you know, you know, we just, we let people telecommute into the office because it's just easier for us because COVID no, if this actually genuinely makes your life better, these need to be things that are accommodations for you. So that's all. Like a lot of my stuff is like really cut and dry, very business like for this one. So Rivers just asked that question. I have submitted my packet to be a commissioned in the Army Reserves, and I'm wondering what's the likelihood that I will be selected. Yeah, that feels like a that feels like a rude question. So I did OM on it, and I got uh, <laughs> death and despair, <laughs> and despair. So you got death and despair, and, and despair. Des- and des- so I would assume that you're yeah. not going to be selected, mm-hmm. and you need to find a new path. <laughs> well, so with the so with the addition of illusion in there, it's. I feel like you're getting in your own way almost like you just kind of got to let it be what it is and just kind of let it go, but not have it be your only path Mm -hmm. because something's going to arise out of this particular selection. Like being somebody who joined the air force and got kicked the fuck out. It's not the only path. There are other things beyond it, but let it lie. See what happens. Because you may or may not. The illusion is there. I got the Four of Cups, which I feel like tells me that you're so busy looking at this particular direction, you're missing something else that is being handed to you. There's another direction to go. But you're so focused on the one thing that you think you want <laughs> that you're you're missing this other thing. Basically what Gwen said, but more so succinctly. <laughs> so I got Urus Merkstave. So this is a bit nuanced. Usually I'd be like, you're just not strong enough, which is part of the issue right now. If you were to try and join up right this minute, part of the issue would be they're just... They're, there's qualities they're not going to like. But the other thing is that this is not actually how you build strength. Agreed. This is about this is about joining the service, right? So this is not the only way warriors are made, folks. They make soldiers for the army. They make airmen for the Air Force. They make, you know, whatever the fuck they put on the boats. <laughs> I'm giving my Uncle Jim shit. Anyway, so, like, there are other ways, sometimes better ways to make a better warrior that to just join the service i say that with deep respect for military and the armed forces yeah. but 
there are other ways people become warriors. I, I say that as somebody who they said, that's really cool that you want to join, but they took one good look at some of my uh, health issues at the time. I had asthma. They're like, no. I'm like, yeah, but I haven't had an attack in blah years. Like, they don't care. We're, we're not going to take you. So there are other ways to be a warrior. Thurisaz is the next rune. Issues with overfocus are something to pay attention to. I think the other side of it is don't downplay what you already have going on. And don't people think that what they should be shooting for are the military bodies they see in the movies. That is not the case. Those are bodybuilder archetypes. Those are not the bodies of people who actually move kit. They're also dehydrated. G- yes. At gener- they get those abs. <laughs> generally speaking, those are not the bodies of working people. Those are the bodies of people who exclusively do bodybuilding. And right. Yep. Thor's body in, in Marvel is not realistic, not only because he's cut to hell and back and has a diet and monetary support that allows him to do that, but like Ode said, he's dehydrated to fucking back. You're not supposed to look like that. So there's the societal message there, which is really problematic, but there's also the other side of it of this odd feeling that is coming up in the reading of being unworthy you're not unworthy like if right to borrow the marvel movie yet again if fat thor can be worthy of wielding mjolnir so can anybody point well taken speaking off of the the worthy thing like worthiness comes from within it doesn't come from without like you have to believe yourself enough to do the thing and no organization will make you worthy you can do the thing otherwise you're not going to figure out whether or not you're worthy the last part of this is yira and that's harvest you get through these issues, you're actually going to have a more full lived, realized, actualized life where this is not going to be a placeholder. Because if you want to learn how to fight martial arts studios, HEMA, there are plenty of ways to learn how to fight and fight effectively in ways that are going to be more relevant to you. I actually don't know why I'm getting those so strong. So I'm just going and blurted it out there. I'm not seeing anything combat in the way you're thinking of combat. The thing that keeps coming to my head is volunteer firefighter. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can you, drive. So yeah. I got flow and perspective, which is like where you're flowing to and what your perspective is. So like firefighter, police officer, mm-hmm. something like that fits very well. And it actually fits very well with my illusion card too, because you're giving yourself the illusion that the army is the yeah. only place that you should go. But there are a dozen other places that you yep. can get that same yep. service out of, basically, but without the the breakdown of the mentality. Trust me, the, the military is not where it's at. And I think firefighter is... Is uh, firefighter resonates with me very That's a hard. Very good call. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean that resonates super hard with me. Yeah, because it gives you the feeling of being a hero mm-hmm. and of being in a brotherhood. Yep. Yeah. Well, not only that, yep. it challenges your physical strength. You're doing something really good for your community, and the kind of thing. Even if you're not a full time fireman, if you're a if volunteer or something like that, the kind of connections you will make can lead you into so many other industries. I mean, like some really important mm-hmm. people tend to volunteer for stuff like that, and you're going to find contacts that you never yep. suspected you'd have access to. Agreed. Yeah, I yeah. think you nailed that's that on the head there. I'd say that's definitely something for sure. Right. Thank you, Jim. So this is from you, you. Taco show? <laughs> so, no. Me, uh, <laughs> me? Usha Ursa, who said, my brother passed away six years ago. Is he the one unraveling my toilet roll? On four separate occasions, <laughs> I have sat in the bath and watched the toilet roll 
hanging on the wall holder completely unravel onto the floor. So three. No, it is not your brother. It is something else. Childhood pet. I was going to say, it sounds like a cat if you have one. It is not a spirit of a human ancestor. Mm-hmm. 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 Is this Usa Ursa's brother with the toilet paper? That's a full-on yes. yes. No. no, no, it's a, I don't know. That's yeah. an I don't know. Is it? Is it an ancestor? No. Well, good call. Is the spirit an ancestor? I don't know, isn't it? I don't know. It's a spirit house spirit. Had experiences where your brother appears as a dog? Bingo! I think okay, we're on I'm something. Doing, I don't know. So let me ask another question. It, is this a house spirit? I'm getting a yes. It's some kind of a house spirit. Arcana for that. Yeah. Interesting. We're getting some contradictory answers here. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it's a trickster who's posing as a brother or posing as a dog or an ancestor. So I'm getting sweetness and easy travel. Interesting. So divine like, Carissa, diviner. So <laughs> I believe like you've invited people to be a part of your home who maybe you don't necessarily want to be there. Open the door without like saying, I only I'm only opening the door for these people. Mm. My ancestors, or so you've opened this wide gate and you're allowing everybody in where really you wanted to open a narrow gate and say, I only want these specific people in. You're allowing in a trickster who will cause an issue, but because you've offered it in sweetness and kindness, Mm. they've just come. I was uh, shuffling while you were talking, Carr, and I pulled the spirit of family. Who in your family do you know that is a quote-unquote trickster, somebody that like to pull pranks or be silly or lighten the mood what is it that you've been taking too seriously that you know you can't flush that shit down the toilet Mm -hmm. yeah trickster doesn't necessarily always mean bad or negative it just means some uh, yeah Ushi Urza was saying so would you say they're harmful or just mischievous I would go personally I'm getting more mischievous mischievous. yeah 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 yeah. I get the um, different perspective mischievous what was your brother a jokester was he a trickster yeah Sounds like some shit he'd pull, if you'll pardon the fun. <laughs> yeah, so so it could be any of these. All right, it sounds like it's not something to worry about. Yeah, I, unless you, if, if yeah, it's something yeah. that bothers you, I would take some, some herb smoke and just say, you know what, I'm kind of over this. <laughs> maybe just, or maybe just make a demand. <laughs> yeah, just say, please don't do that. You're okay. messing up my toilet paper. Or I get the very strong sense of give him a game. Mm. Oh, yeah. Something he can play oh, with. Go. Yeah. Make your house into a roof cube. <laughs> so, Sarah, this is a question specifically for you. This is from Magara. Okay. Is the hunter who killed my kits in the past life one of my spirits guide now? So, I assume kits would mean kindred. No. No. No, this is a fox it's, thing. It's oh, a gotcha. It's baby foxes. There you foxes. go. That's a great question. Good God. So, I haven't received a question like that before. Let's drink a divination. You get all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Clarify is it was baby mountain lion, Sarah. Ooh, good. Thank you. Okay. Well, also, baby foxes. So, interesting crossover there. Yeah. Yeah, weird. Mouthies. Yeah. An interesting spiritual relationship. But I'm getting. Let me let me double check on this. That's it. King Voss. One more. Sorry. Okay. Now these. Uh, so need. There is a need that needs to be met by this person serving in this capacity. And what I get is that the person who killed your kits did it wrong. 
They didn't provide Gabo. They didn't provide gift for a gift, reciprocity. You have Ingvaz, which is a seed for new beginnings, which means that them working off this debt provides them a new seed as much as it provides you a new seed. And then Yira is a good harvest for both of you. So this is going to be a very fruitful relationship. The sticking point is to not hang on to the trauma. They did wrong. This has to go in a new direction. You have to be willing to let them go. Also, they have to be willing to let that shit go themselves and let go of their guilt. They may need your help on that because they feel such deep remorse or they there's this pull on them. I'm not sure what the... I think it's guilt. This is a feeling. It's this really sticky, oily feeling. They might actually like literally need you to forgive them out loud if you're in the capacity to do that or when you get there. What's really interesting to me is that there's this Nalthys there. This is a balancing act. Had they done the proper offerings and the proper prayers, this probably wouldn't have been an issue. But now they're going to have to make recompense to you and your kids, basically. Is it like a penance or a debt? Yes. Yes. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Pay off that debt. It tracks with what I pulled. I pulled illusion and healing. Basically, there was the illusion of what they were doing at the time and then seeking later on, oh shit, I fucked up. I need to make amends for this. And this is the only timeline that they're capable of doing so. And that healing goes both ways. Healing isn't just for them, but it's also for you and that prior spirit that you inhabited. I mean, also keeping in mind that because you're incarnated in this form, it's actually, according to my heathen worldview, this is also a different spirit because while it is you there's also parts of it that aren't you anymore so this is mollifying both them and the being who used to be super interesting yeah that's cool shit thank you yeah yeah so lady catastrophe asked is sophia a medium or an incredibly sensitive to energies and emotions she's just seven sophia is lady catastrophe's child yeah okay thanks for the class uh there's there's a difference. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, really, on yeah. a very, on a very pra- on a very practical level, I don't see very I mean, much I difference. I should say honest. there's a gradient, I guess. Sure. What we're on the scale is she. Uh, I mean, yeah. I I heard an empath. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting the empath kind of covers a lot of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very empathic to a lot of things, which is why I do what I do, I guess. But I do sense that she's more on the empath level, like what you're talking about and how what you experience. But I also am kind of getting the sense is that as she grows older, she's going to, she is, she has potential. She has potential to blossom. She's basically the rose at the end of the thorn bush. Yeah. 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 Yep. I, I feel like she's going, I don't know if I would necessarily call her a medium. I'm seeing some some uh, information Lady Catastrophe sharing, saying Sophia knows things she really has no way of knowing about people who passed even before she was born. I, I'd say that's more of a past life kind of situation than a medium situation. And she's hitting that she's kind of family. I, I almost feel like she has a little bit of a connection right now to the Akashic Records. And she may be oh, yeah. she may be drawing some of that information, but I I definitely feel at this point in time I feel like she's sensitive to energy. She's very sensitive to emotion, so she's got the empathic ability going on. In, instead of akashic records, what I heard was ancestor keeper. Mm. Yeah, that's. Uh... In a very, very specifically human yeah. direction, I feel like maybe she's got the family's hamangja right now. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would 100% agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So I, I feel like, yeah, she's, I think she's going to develop into someone who is very in tuned. Yeah. So I got magic, purification, wisdom, and sweetness. 
So I think that kind of fits. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she's sensing yeah. this stuff. <laughs> Lady Catastrophe says, I just want to know how to help guide her. She's my tiny heathen. Right. Yeah. Uh, I would say get her involved in some ancestor work. Yeah. Right, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that's exactly it, too. Because I think that the hazard in this question, if I could say there is one, is wanting to worry about how yeah. to label it. Your imperative right now as her guide and mentor and parent is to set a good foundation. And so cars pulling things that are telling you, make sure that she knows how to defend herself. Make sure she knows how to cleanse. Make sure she knows how to do an ancestor Mm -hmm. altar and open those communications and when to walk away and say, I'm not communicating right now. So that's where you're guiding her. And don't worry so much about what label it falls under. Make sure you're just setting good examples of give her the tools she needs now so that they develop into yep. the strongest sharpest things that she has when she yep. gets older yeah. right yeah so the runes yep. i pulled exactly. pretty much agree with that uh, i got perthro which is like the die's already been cast and you can react to it as you will you have menaz merkstave menaz merkstave uh which is like teach her to be independent independent not only of you but also independent of spiritual relationships Mm -hmm. because the temptation is going to be because she's so spiritually active is to really embed her in these spiritual relationships as the do-all be-all she needs to be able to stand on her own two feet first and foremost before she even comes to the ancestors because the ancestors can make demands of her at this young age that she's not ready to cash the check that they want her to sign Esau is up next it is okay to take your fucking time ice bridges are not formed quickly and they are formed in season so just yeah that's what i'm getting from this let's just take your time it's okay yep. you got time she's seven yep. yeah yeah yep. she's, she's seven, seven. Yep. yeah the yep. next question is from zozo gothic girl i had a dream about a year ago where i was told repeatedly by a figure that i couldn't identify but felt male that he is son of odin or he is odin's son in regards to my child, what am I supposed to do tonight? with this information? It's all you heathens, man. <laughs> Odin gets around. You. <laughs> Listen, Odin is just as bad as Zeus. <laughs> How do you deal with that? Yeah. Oh, I don't need runes for this shit. <laughs> How do you do- how you deal with that? It also depends on the iteration of Odin you receive. Yeah. Agreed. And the child is a toddler. Oh, sh- right. shit. Okay. So this is, okay. <laughs> that's, that's a whole different kettle of fish. All right. Yeah, we'll definitely. <sighs> Do we know the child's name? No, no name on the child. Right. The child's name is Ulysses. Oh, there you go. Ulysses. Okay. My opinion? Sure. Okay. Give your opinion, Jake. Drunk, drunk, drunk opinion. opinion. He's a toddler. <laughs> Odin wants adults, wants people that can make the choice to follow him. If you think that he would benefit from having some pagan or Norse or Odin icons around the house or an altar or something like that, sure. But to a certain degree, it doesn't fucking matter. The thing that you really need to ask is that about your ego or your son? That's some real dad divination for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually pulled Oum on this. I got rising up, wisdom, choice, and passion. Yeah, no shit. So find out what he's interested in or they are interested in and go from there. Don't make the choice yeah. for them. Yeah, I, I'm going to say, but we're not Christian here. 
your children are allowed to follow whatever path they want to follow. If you believe that they're an Odin son and they manifest to be that way, that's great. You know, Odin is a great dude to follow. I'm not going to lie. I followed him for five or six years. <laughs> not to lie. It's been about 12, but let's get Thank over that you. fact. He's going to do and follow and worship what he wants. And that is okay. Because that beautiful religion that's going to come out of him, that beautiful spirituality that's going to come out of him is going to be wonderful. And you're going to love it. And you're going to think, oh my God, my son is amazing. And he found this on his own and he made it him his own. You know, whether he's an Odin son or a Loki son or Zeus son, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Maybe Odin is looking over him right now. That is fucking amazing. That's awesome to have Odin looking over him right now. He might not stay. He is called the Wanderer, after all. Yeah, so I got Nalfi's Needfire rune. So what you need to know is, this is a toddler. Tantrums happen, that's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm being kind of a shit because my, my, my daughter is very much following in my footsteps where I thought it'd be my son. There's all these caveats in front of this that other diviners have already talked about. Yes. Long story short, yes. And this is a total pain in the ass. And uh, I mean that very lovingly in the sense that you don't know where this path is going to go. This could be the berserker. This could be the wisdom seeker. This could be the fuck you. I'm going to do my own thing and fuck all your paths. I'm going to walk my own path. And it's going to be something completely different from, say, being a heathen. Because, you know, Odin. Right. I mean, the thing that really tipped me off to this is no bullshit. A yes answer is the answers at the end of this reading. Yeah. But what, what you need to know is that putting restrictions on the kid as far as seeking knowledge is going to push them to seek knowledge that putting saying you can't do this because you've got this physical issue. They're going to fucking do everything in their power to piss on that. And even if they do end up being like no bullshit, they find out down the road, Hey, I've had the spiritual revelation and Odin's my father. Okay, great. What does that actually mean? Are your needs being met? Are you a good person? Uh, to be perfectly blunt about it, Odin's not going to teach them this shit. You are. Be why? Because Odin cares about power. Power and magic and choice. Avix takes, like, a big fucking backseat to all of that. You are the one in control here. And I say that as an Odin son. You are the one that has the power here. Because you get to decide how much influence that spiritual dad has or doesn't have. You are the and adult he, in the room. Mm -hmm. And that is a that is a tough mirror to look in because you have to look at your own face. More to the point, Ritho Merkstave means that you are going to have to walk this road with this kid, however they turn out. And you are going to have to make your own choices. And Othin's input might be there or might not, but you are ultimately the one responsible because he's in this flesh suit out of your body, not Odin's. He's not going to deal with the repercussions if your kid goes off the bender and you say, well, he's just a berserker. That's what he does. We don't have the society set up for that kind of shit. You are going to have to take radical responsibility for how this kid acts, behaves, and is acculturated to this climate. And my hat's off to you because I got a fucking little berserker of my own. Yes, you fucking do. I, I want Some. to iterate very clearly to you that being a parent is not easy at all. 
Okay, we we love and support you for who you are. And yes, we all make mistakes, but you are an amazing human being. And thank you so mm-hmm. much for asking us this question. It is so important that you did. And I don't want to take our our rashness, our bluntness, our yeah. <laughs> our wall, our non-filterness in a bad way. We really do mean it in a very good way. You have to take yourself out of the situation because that's what's best for your kid. As somebody who grew up in a family who where religion didn't matter. You know, I don't have the baggage that a lot of people carry from Catholicism or Christianity, and I'm grateful to not have to carry that into my spirituality. Don't give him pagan baggage. The other thing I'm going to say is it sounds like there are maybe some expectations you have for this kid. Set them aside. Yep. Yeah. Your expectations for this child are irrelevant to the person he will become. Or they will become. Or they will become. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. This child will become their own person. You are there to guide them and make sure they get that far. Also, if it's an Odinson, your plans are really nice and all, but the old (laughs) man has plans. Not relevant to anything you have. And those plans may not be grand. They may be small. Your child may not become ruler over, over Earth, right? Your child may just be perfectly normal as far as you can tell but be accomplishing something that you can't see look i mean they can be my second seat but i'm going to be the ruler of the world (laughs) so get over it all right so question for gwen from la petite poison okay what should i focus on over the winter months to help further my spiritual path green earth witchcraft i'm drawing from the herb crafters tarot the card that i pulled is the adelita of air oregano So I believe what this means is you need to, if you have some indoor plants, especially if you have an oregano plant, or if you can't go to the grocery store and get an oregano plant and get to know this, the spirit of this plant. I feel like because it is Adelita of air, which is for me, the mind, inspiration, intuition, things of that nature, I would recommend getting to know your plant spirit allies in specifically because oregano came up, I would get to know oregano. And if you can't grow the plant indoors, that's okay. Grab some oregano out of your kitchen cupboard, learn the scent and the taste, because I really feel like for you, this is, this is getting to know your allies, not just think of them as ingredients, you know, in cooking or in a spell, but as individual spirits who are willing to work with you. If you are willing to ask them. Alex asks, how can I go about finding someone else to practice with? Question two, which deity should I be focusing on? I I guess my question to clarify, what do they mean by they? Do they mean like a human person or is this two separate questions? I think think it's two separate questions, but... Alex, please clarify. Two separate questions. So they're looking for human people to work with and which deities they should be working with. Okay, well, I pulled the fool. (laughs) Uh, which obviously means you you need to step out on the journey basically i would look into what avenues have you taken to try to meet other practitioners Mm -hmm. it's hard right now obviously because of covid but you know have you have Have you you, have you been reaching out have you been reaching out whether it's even through the internet Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. or or i think on uh, the facebook group for three pack there's a a pen pal section you know here on discord you know reach out and say hey i'm looking for someone who's willing to work with me is anybody interested and start up a conversation even if it's just via email to start and go from there but the fool 
indicates you have to actually step out on the journey. Without knowing if you're going to have success. Yeah, without knowing if you're going to have success. And it may take a while. And They're not going to come to you. You have to, you have to reach out in order yeah. for that person to find you. Yep. So I got dire, which is knowledge, and then gort, which is growth, and teen, which is balance, Rus, which is passion, fern, which is protection, and own, which is easy travel. So I think like finding somebody close to you is where you're looking. So like the internet's cool, but there's somebody in your town or your immediate area Someone local. Someone local to you who's there for you. And I, I think it's somebody close because I will tell you what, and this has never in my life happened, but I shuffled, pulled a card, noted it, shuffled again, pulled another card. It was the exact same card. Um, and it was the spirit of wisdom. Um, but I think it has less to do with book wisdom and more like street wisdom or like heart wisdom. Less knowledge, more intuition? Yeah. Yes. You will know the people that you will need when you meet them. Yeah. I, I, I want to throw in there too that um, a seven of pentacles reversed and a sun reversed. There was a, there's a subcontext that I'm getting there of, of, yeah, you're going to have to be proactive into getting out there and, and looking and finding the people. But the subcurrent there is don't feel like you've got to get pressured that this is something that has to happen right away. You don't have to choose a deity or spirit right now. You don't have to find someone to work with right this moment. Take it as it comes. Be confident that it will come and and, and don't worry about putting so much pressure expectation on yourself. Okay. So the next question is from Rowan. What was the woman in my dream trying to tell me? I knew everyone else in the dream except her. And it was a very emotionally charged dream. And I got wisdom and knowledge, which means you know who it is. And you're just not willing to accept who it is. Gwen, you got a card? I got the Queen of Wands, but I'm not getting any specific read off of it. No? No. Yeah, no, I'm feeling, let me switch decks. Uh, so I have a weird question. Was it a woman in a red dress? Ooh, I don't know yet. My queen of wands is in a red as well. She's in fire colors. In fire colors. For me, fire is passion, will. I'm 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 getting something a little more than a little more raw yep. than passion, but it's like fuck the spark of ideas. Rowan I says I don't remember. It might have been Burgundy. I remember her name as Violet or Viola. It's to me, it is a divine spark. Or a snap or the cultivation of ideas, Mm -hmm. you know, where you start as at one point in that initial point is where the fire starts and it spreads and grows into something that is this big thing. So I'm getting a lot of stuff about illusions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if if this is an outside entity at all. Mm -hmm. I think this is something you internally generated. I got healing, which the figure is in all red. My off-the-cuff, no divination reaction. Like, I haven't thrown runes or anything. What are you lusting Mm -hmm. after? Red is passion. It's Mm -hmm. lust. Like, specifically, I'm using this word very specifically, as opposed to passion. What are you lusting after? What direction was she pointed in? How was she relating to the other people in the dream? These are clues to me. Because for some reason, the sultry dress is very evocative to me of lust. 
and that you couldn't place it is actually significant. What do you desire? Yeah, I magician reverse and she's wearing red as well so Hmm. i'm feeling that internally generated i'm also feeling like the question is are you using your power correctly to Mm -hmm. get what you want Mm -hmm. so rowan said she was more in the background but seemed like a motherly figure and the main focus of my dream was the deceased friend i think that might have been a manifestation okay of your subconscious, almost. Um, Somebody trying to draw you back to the presence, that snap. It wasn't even really about your friend. Yeah. So magician reversed, and we're talking about passion and are you using your power correctly? This was your subconscious trying to process the fact that you too are mortal and are you doing what you want to do are you using your life and power correctly yeah it yep. it brings me back to the word desire yeah. mm-hmm. that reverse magician really speaks yeah. to me on that level yeah what is it that you desire to pursue mm-hmm. you don't just sit up the altar put the pentacle down raise up the one and get the sword out for mm-hmm. fuck all nothing mm-hmm. so the next question is from malik should i start my own patreon okay so yes. no reading yes fucking started we've told you before just fucking do it all right cool so no readings needed for that fucking start your own damn patreon yeah do the fucking thing man you tell me this shit all the time just fucking go do the thing Uh, all right so ulfkin you're worthy of support your work is solid I would tell you if it wasn't, you have a shitload of people that would tell you it wasn't, including at least three people well, in your chat. And if you really need the divination, the pendulum says yes, too. Okay. So, Malik, do the damn shit. Do it, coward. Bill, which... <laughs> wow. Wow. Damn. the fuck out. <laughs> if it helps, I pulled Ancestor of Hope. So, yeah, fucking do it. Malik. You've been called the fuck out by Oog. You have to do it now. Marked one, which is Bill L. said, how can I find that revenue stream for the pantry that's pagans in need? Is there one out there? I'm of no help because I got a yes and no. Okay, that's fine. Were you throwing dice? That was internal intuition. Hmm. I think part of it comes from lack of reaching out and lack of broadening horizon. Yeah, that's somewhat Um, what I got. So... So challenge, guidance, movement, and perspective. Yeah, see, I see I see challenge as pride. Yeah. When you said challenge, I heard pride specifically. I think Bill is not asking the right people. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Thank mm-hmm. you. And that he needs to ask the right people for the money, not I understand it's pagans in need. And like our kind of deal is like Pagans should be supporting this, but maybe we're asking the wrong people. The cards that I drew are two of wands, reverse queen of swords and page of pentacles. And for me that I, I feel like you're at that fork in the road where you've been going a specific way. I, you know, you've been going one way to look for revenue, but you need to, I, I think I concur with what Cara is saying. You need to go in a different direction, maybe outside the pagan community. If that's right. where you've been focusing that reverse queen of swords, I feel like is someone you've been depending on who is no longer dependable, but there is a page of pentacles 
So I feel like there is a revenue source out there for you, but you have to change course to get to it. So my my thought on that is the fact that paganism is on the rise. Mm. Yep. And so many companies are gripping and trying to grasp and follow this sudden train of arrival that we're just like, hey, we're here, fucking deal with it. And they're like, I have to fucking deal with this. We're a market now. you now have to advertise to. Right. Bill just responded with, Shit, shit, shit. <laughs> Fucking do the thing. Yeah. Uh, do it. The worst still say is no. I've got a reverse emperor here. Don't get too prideful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's right, it's yeah. right. It's straight down to you're not reaching out to the people in power who have the resources mm-hmm. to give you. Yep. You're trying to grassroots this shit. That's noble, but it's not working. It's not, it's working. not working. So you gotta change mm-hmm. course, buddy. You gotta take the, the path right. that is harder. Yeah, but will ultimately, and you will have to, you'll have to move past the Queen of Swords, who you've been depending on, yeah, and move on to the Page of Pentacles. It's not going to feel comfortable. You may have to make compromises. You might have to make compromises, but it is something you're going to have to do. I'm thinking too that when we're talking, you might have to to bite the bullet and talk to other religious organizations that are fundraising and doing food pantries and that sort of thing. So you might have to go talk to the Lutherans and see how they're doing it and how they're raising support. And, you know, you might have to, they might have other models. They might have other ideas. So, you know, it it does get a little hard because, you know, nobody wants to say the pagan community doesn't give, but it fucking doesn't, but that's another (laughs) thing altogether. (laughs) But um, I'm also going to say on the other side of that spectrum too, grassroots is tapped. I actually disagree with that highly. I think the grassroots in the pagan community is uneducated. Mm. We've got on social media, on all these different platforms, we have thousands and thousands of new pagans. They have to be taught how to make a charitable uh, contribution. They have to be taught that your Patreon is there. And then they have to get recognition. They, They want that recognition. They do want to feel like they are part of the adult community and, and that this is all something that's coming together. So this is something that is a give and take. It has to be taught. I don't want that to seem like a dig. It's fine that they want recognition for giving. No, yeah, completely. I mean, like, everybody knows I I donate to the the Heartwalk Foundation, and that's something that comes out of my my, uh, bank account every single month. I'm a regular donor, and I'm not going to bullshit. It feels fucking great when they send me a postcard or I got a mention on their website or something, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, so there's opportunities to reach out there. I don't think the the grassroots is tapped. I think that the the demographics that are not getting hit correctly and they have to get taught how to be a charitable contributor. I think the horizons are not broad enough. I think the word you kept saying was taught or teach. Yeah. We need to teach those around us that us pagans or heathens or whatever you want to call us are the same as them. You know, we're flesh and blood. We're also living in capitalism. Yeah. We're also living in capitalism and we can also, we can benefit from one another. If we broaden, if we both broaden our horizons, fruits of our own labors are going to support each other. Yep. And I, I see the comment that everybody has to have their ego stroked. Everybody does. 
Like, you know, we're two communities, you know, around Grandfather Fire and and Three Pagans and a Cat. We have huge amounts of Patreon support. You can see that we have communities here in this Discord. I don't even have to ask. I know how many people, like, when we mention their name on the show or we put their name in the notes or we do something like that. Yes, it means something. And Even if I mispronounce their name. (laughs) (laughs) You and me both, brother. You and me both. (laughs) So actually, Fun brought up a really excellent point in that some Catholics are open to paganism. I will say in my interfaith efforts, that is very much the case. I used to be a priest of a local uh, pagan temple, and the best Mm -hmm. reception I ever got was from the Catholics and the Buddhists. So what you might want to do is reach across the aisle to Catholics, Buddhists, and Hindus. The Chinmaya Temple is one that I'm thinking of, and also the Canton Temple of Hinduism. Since this is a a Michigan-specific thing, you may as well start local-ish and work your way out. These would be people that I would tap because um, maybe they do or maybe they don't have interest in supporting pagans in their communities. But they have religious mandates to charity. Bingo! Yep. Right. And even if they don't have something for you directly, they can mm-hmm. say, have yep. you ever heard about this right. grant or that grant? Have you talked to this person yeah. over here? And reach out to you, you churches as well. Yeah. And sometimes it takes right. that person reaching across the aisle going, hey, I'm this person. Sometimes you have to be that fucking person as somebody who is as self-conscious and terrified as people as I am. You have to be I will that say that also, one last thought on that, because justice was the card that I, I threw up, justice reversed. If you're not that person that wants to do that reaching out, find that fucking person. Right. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yep. Find Good the call. Because there's somebody out there that doesn't fucking care. They'll do it. Yep. All right. Yeah. So got a couple of questions left. We're so close to the end. Yeah, we are close to the end. So Kai said, am I at a good resting point in my spiritual growth? That's from Kai. (laughs) No divination needed. If you feel like you need it. If you you have to ask, then yes. I mean, to be fair, sometimes you do need a bright side perspective, but given what I know of them, chill the fuck out. It's Yule. Yep. And we're coming into we're coming into winter time, which is an excellent time for hermit energy. An excellent time to pull in and do some introspective work, do some healing work, or just not do work. And just allow yourself to rest. That being said, I'm gonna drink the rest of this and then I'm gonna divine. But you know what, Kai, I fucking love you. I think you're amazing. You're you're truly amazing. Please take a break and come visit my island on Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> I actually pulled an OM for Kai. So I got connection, guidance, and ancestral knowledge. So, Kai, there may be a little work to do, but it's all like ancestral. Like you're all family focused. All family focused. The gods are fine. You need to maybe focus on some family stuff now. Right. I got I got the Kurandera of Earth, sweet grass. I would say yes. Take some time for yourself and just bask in the foundation that you have. Root yourself to the earth. Just let let some shit go. Yeah. Sarenth, you're doing something. I can Sarenth, see it. Sarenth's working. Literally. I know. The maker mart hits differently when you're doing divination. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> As does everything else. Yeah, and if people haven't gotten enough divination today, you know, uh, my brother does good divination. <laughs> and you should support his Patreon. <laughs> the people have got enough divination today. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>
And what brother is that? Jim. Okay. We love you. Also Malik. Yeah, who should be getting a Patreon. Yes, yep, yep. Yeah. But Malik is my oafkin, and I, I it's a gender-neutral term, so I'm trying to respect their pronouns. Get that Patreon up, you fucking punk. What I'm getting is Menaz Merkstave. So Menaz Merkstave is like, you can't encounter this stuff alone, but like Raitho is the long journey. Nobody goes on a long journey without the support of other people, whether it's some motherfucker in a hut who says the guys have told me it's time to go or a mass migration. Nobody goes alone. So even if right now you're feeling very lonely, it is okay because the long journey, you're going to have the support you need. And Ingvas, the new seed is promising a new dawn, a new, a new growth in the time to come. But you have to actually plant that seed for that to be a thing. Yeah, so what I'm getting off of that is Mana's is Mana's Merkstave reversed specifically is that you have the people to support you, but the, the caveat of that is you have to let them support you. You have to allow their support of you in order to take that rest. Like, it is okay to walk the path alone, but you actually need to understand and respect the support of others. They deserve to support you. You are a good and worthy human being in and of yourself. It's okay for them to support you. It's actually important that they do. And like, I really emphasize in my writing and my work that we need to give Gabo back to the guys, but like, seriously, all you motherfuckers listening to this, you need to learn how to receive. Mm-hmm. Tell him you feel. Kai, Kai says, <laughs> oof, I get that, but I respect that 100%. I love you all very dearly, but God damn it, y'all, <laughs> all of y'all, not just Kai, you all need to learn how to receive because that process is broken if all you're doing is giving. We in this culture put a lot of emphasis on giving until you break. That is not what Gabo is about. That is not what the long journey can sustain. You cannot ask oxen to give and give and give until they die. You will not make it. You have to respect the animal's needs. And likewise, people have to respect your needs as a person, as a human being, as a flesh and souled being that you have needs. And I'm not just speaking to Kai on this one because like Kai has already gotten their divination, but like on a larger level, people need to actually receive. This is not just the season of giving, the season of giving until it hurts, until it bleeds, until you're so deep in debt, you can't see up to your fucking eyeballs. This is the season of receiving. You have to receive. You have to allow other people to give to you. And that's something that I struggle with often. (laughs) No shit. But to see the joy on another's face when they give me something as a present is gift enough. Whether or not I like that gift, it doesn't matter. It's the joy that they have within themselves when they give me something and they are allowed to have that thing. And it's hard to allow them to allow to have that thing. Trust me. I know. Caitlin, I have a question for you. Do you enjoy giving way more yes, than receiving? 100%. You and I are but, the same person. Dashveed asked, what direction should I turn towards in the new year? What fucking direction do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. My initial off-the-cuff spirit response is ancestors. And not in the sense of like, oh my gosh, I need to give offerings. But in the sense of connect with the crafts that really dig you in deep. Because... 
one of the things that will really tie you into the ancestors is even if the process is hard, like carving by hand is really a different set of skills than carving by Dremel. And I do carving by hand and I'm not very good at it, but it does connect me to the ancestors that used to do things that way because the Dremel is a different tool entirely. And that doesn't mean the Dremel is better or worse. Do something that actually like challenges you in and of yourself, even if it's something simple and silly. So I got, (laughs) you're going to love this, Aaron, ancestral (laughs) knowledge. (laughs) Guidance and connection. I think I'm fucking done. <laughs> All right, yeah. So, Gwen, did you get anything? I don't on need that? to like yeah, no. reiterate on that, do I? No, no. Okay, no. good, my, my man. So, I think Saren said everything we need to say. So, Dreamweaver Five asked, "Can I get a general reading for how my coven I run, the Midnight Oils, will do in the coming months with teachings the new baby witches that have joined?" So, the card I pulled was Birth. And I have, as a woman, have never personally given birth, but I know it's fucking hard as hell and it hurts like hell. It is going to be horrible and fucking messy and painful, and there's going to be a lot of stretching that goes on, but you're going to adjust accordingly with a little bit of trimming the fat. Like, you're you're going to let loose of the uh, the placenta that happens that nurtured the coven itself, but you're going to develop something better out of it. So what I got was choice, which is kind of like you stick where you're at or you grow. So I think yours is like a follow on to that grow part. I got the magician and what I'm really getting from this is balance is important. Make sure that while they're learning the esoteric and the magical and the things that they need to learn, make sure that they're firmly rooted, grounded, understand the mechanics, but also understand the esoterics. So make sure that everything is balanced. Is this a coven that is working or a coven that is only meeting. There wow. is a difference. Good call. Yeah. Mm. Dreamweaver 5 says this is a working coven. So again, I'm going to re- reiterate balance. Make sure that the feet are firmly planted yep. and learn all of the mechanics as well as the esoterics. Mothers generally tend to have support. So you are trying to birth something into existence. You need support. You need grounding. You need somebody to take the child when you're fucking dead tired and can't handle it. So have that sense of ground crew, which is very vitally important right now is ground crew. Make sure the people that are already in the coven know their shit before you start teaching these baby witches Mm -hmm. the big stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Agreed. Something else to go along with that. Because like something you said really sparked this. When my wife and I had our kids, one of the things they were really emphasizing was skin to skin contact. Mm. And when you're a fresh new parent, whether it's your first or your 50th, I mean, whatever time you're having this kid, that child, more so than even you, needs that skin to skin contact. And so whatever you need to do, in order to remove as many barriers between yourself and your fellow coven mates, because this is a working group, putting up too many boundaries can be very problematic, but also putting up too few can also be problematic. Like I am going to get my decent rest is one thing that we, you know, as parents, we have to eventually establish with our kids, Uh, but that's not till, you know, two years down the line. And so the question is, is like, what stage is your coven? 
you know, are you at a point where you actually need the regular contact and you need the regular supervision versus I can step back and let this thing grow as it needs to. A lot of covens and a lot of groups in general are like human people in that there are times where like hovering over top of them is like being a helicopter parent. You're not actually doing the kid any good. And you're actually impeding their growth as a human being. Let it grow organically. Don't force it to grow. That. So I don't have a coven, so I don't have personal perspective on this. But I did pull for you the Nine of Cups, which is one of those cards that I, that's like, it's very good in the moment. And then there are consequences down the line. (laughs) Yay, consequences. You are not at a 10 position. You're at a nine position. A Nine of Cups is fulfilling and gratifying and you feel like you're getting everything you need out of your out of your social group but someone is stealing something along the way like there is not an equitable exchange happening someone is getting more than they're putting in in a coven context my immediate vibe is that this may be you teach a baby witch baby witch takes your teachings away that maybe you didn't want them to take away right so Shar's question was, I was really doing well with tarot. Then I spooked myself out. Should I continue my break and go back to the tarot or work with something else more? You should do runes. <laughs> you know what? That's the drunk answer. I do a bunch of stuff. Find what works for you and do that. Yeah. 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 So as somebody who is fucking tarot blind, AF. Right. Just- you know, be the cool kid or whatever. I finally found a deck called the Urban Tarot that speaks to me. And the one I chose was the the Chariot. Before Carr ever asked your question, I picked up my tarot deck and I'm sitting here shuffling through them. So the Chariot is basically, it's going to be a ride, yo. <laughs> it's going to be a journey. You're going to hop in that taxi and you're going to, you're not going to know what the destination is. And that is okay. Right. That's a really good point, though. Some people find a lot of divination systems together work for them as opposed to apart. Some folks will combine bones with tarot with, say, runes or something else. I think there's some question in there of freak out, too, to me, like, freaked out Mm. because you were too accurate or freaked out because you weren't accurate enough or some other factor. Yeah. What was the issue? I think that's a matter of developing your intuition and learning how to trust yourself. Mm -hmm. You, you have to have that level of trust within yourself. I know everyone's saying find what works for you, but I would go back to what is it about the experience that frightened you or why did it do so? And speaking as someone who used to ride horses, I, I would normally say, you know, find something else if you don't feel like tarot works for you. But because of this of this idea that you were something scared you about it or something spooked you, I would almost encourage you to find just a even if you need to get your old an old fashioned rider weight back, get back up on that horse yeah. and give it another shot. Chart just said, okay, so it is my OCD getting to me. Okay. I was gonna say, is that is it the issue of spirits reaching back to you or is it something else? Yeah. So yes. if it's OCD, then mm-hmm. OCD and anxiety. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. To be yeah. certain. So I think at that point, tarot is probably the right path. But yeah. maybe, but I, I ultimately the priority is to get your mm-hmm. mental health yeah. to right. a level where you're right. comfortable with it. And Correct. if it's yes. if it's tweaking yeah. your OCD, yeah, then, then find, maybe something, find else. something else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. something came to me just now that might actually help. And and other people can divine on this to see if I'm like completely off fucking base. It's not the divination method. 
just the lead up mm-hmm. to it. The ritual previous to divination can matter a great deal depending on your personal context. Like myself, I actually, before I came on the show, I did a bunch of ritual work to make sure that I was in a proper headspace, had my offerings made and everything else. While I can't speak to OCD because that's not a diagnosis I have, there might be things that you can do to tamp that off or to head that off at the past, as it were, so that you don't have that anxiety going into divination. Mm -hmm. And so you can receive your messages in a much more clear sense. I I would agree with that. I think that there's, um, Mm -hmm. I think what we talked about earlier with what tarot and what divination is, is something that's got to be important to your mindset. It's a snapshot of that moment, right? So if you, if it was you and not something outside, if that's what's freaking out, then that's information. And if it is something, if it is the tarot speaking, that's also just information. And then from there, you decide what you're going to do with that information. So I suspect there's a, a feeling of, of control and, and worry and that sort of thing. And what you just have to do is kind of back off and, and think of it as a tool that you're developing that relationship with, right? Either right or wrong, it's always just information you can build from. So I pulled the Shaman of Courage, which Ooh. for me... And Jim, you should know this. Courage has been a very difficult thing for me. When I first started on the Peruvian path, I was seeking to find my courage. And maybe that speaks to you as well. Finding your courage within yourself. Mm -hmm. Whatever that grounding is within yourself that helps you to trust. Trust is huge, I think. Like that's the thing I keep coming back to is the the trust, the grounding and the trust in yourself. Mm -hmm. The trust in your understanding of yourself and what you know and understand of the world around you. And if it is that big of of an OCD for you, create a journal, write it all down so that you can go back and reference it and be like, yep, this was exactly what happened or nope, this was my monkey mind speaking. That way you have a physical representation of what it was that you had read for yourself at the time. So the thing that I was going to suggest is an echo on that. One of the things that I do in order to ensure that I have a sacred mindset about my divination is I go through certain ritual protocols. And as somebody with OCD, maybe this will help and maybe it won't, but I'm going to suggest that you develop certain procedures for when I put this Florida water on or when I put the sacred water on my head. This means that I'm going to prepare for divination and then I'm going to receive the answer I receive and not worry about the result. I am going to journal it, put it away for later, analyze it later. But my job right now is to record. Assuming this is doing divination for yourself, if it's doing divination for somebody else, you might say, hey, record this result, see what this pops up in three weeks, six weeks, a month, whatever. As far as you go, instead of fighting with your OCD, actually work with it because your tendency is to organize things into patterns, right? Patterns that reduce anxiety, that reduce the impulse of, oh my gosh, something is wrong, an anxiety response. So what can you do to soothe that so that you can do divination more cleanly? So in my case, what I do, because the anxiety is a thing I deal with, is that I have rote prayers and I have rote ways of doing divination, which anybody who's been listening to this podcast probably at least has some inkling of right now. So what might help? And I don't know because I don't know you and I'm not your therapist. And, and no, you should be consulting that. that person as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And you should. And you honestly, 
really bring, like if your if your therapist is open to this, assuming you have a therapist, if your therapist is open to this, bring this to them and say, how can I develop better relationships with divination? And the way that I understand divination is radically different in some ways than the common notion. I am not divining the future. When I divine, I am engaging in conversation with the gods, ancestors, and spirits. I am not trying to see the future unless I am specifically asking, hey, if I do this, what will happen? Long story short, most of my divination is a conversation. What you're trying to do is establish a connection that you can trust that what you're getting from the gods, ancestors, and spirits is reliable. And I firmly recommend that you look at all the videos that Jim has put out on spiritual accounting, whether it's on TikTok or whether it's on YouTube. There's a free PDF to download as well. Jeff asked, so I was tapped by the Morgan in Samhain of 2019, which I confirmed by Three Pagans and a Cat via, via the last drunk divination. But this past year has been silent and I feel very disconnected from everything this last year. What should I do to reconnect, so to speak? And if I'm not just hearing any messages because it's either from her or any others, convoluted message, but I read it correctly. (laughs) I've actually been kind of mulling this over as we've been and kind of getting some stuff. Yes, you were tapped by the Morgan last year. And I feel like she, it is not so much that you are not receiving. I I don't think she's been saying anything right now. Honestly, I I don't think you're missing anything. I think... I don't even think you're disconnected. I think part of it is COVID this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that you are missing something. There's not something that you need to hear that you're that you're missing yeah. because you're disconnected yeah. from her or any other of your deities. I feel like she's like, okay, I got your attention. I'll get you when I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Speaking sure. from a Celtic perspective, uh, the or- Morgan like gets to you when she fucking wants to you're on call yeah you're on call and whenever she's ready she's ready and she may just not have been ready this year and and i also think there's there's an undercurrent too that i'm picking up here with some cards that steph you'll work yourself to fucking death you will work yourself into the ground if the spirits give you that kind of leeway and rain. The other thing about the Morgan is she bases everything off of you and not necessarily what you want, but what you need in the time. And you may not know what you need, but she does. Dude, trust me. Her and Odin showed up at the same time for me and she was like, nah, you need to work with him for a while. It's cool. I'll be back. And she definitely showed back up and it was not fun (laughs) i think in conflict to you though storm is that sometimes the morgan comes to you and says this is not what you need but this is what i want and it's not necessarily what you need but it's what she wants at the time it's her demand yeah and fuck what you need fuck what you want it's you have to do it now and all the gods can do that sometimes and that's where it comes into setting boundaries with your right yeah yeah, absolutely. Steph has been saying is that they have felt disconnected. Right. Right. Um, but I don't think it's so much mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. at least with the more as far as the Morrigan stands, mm-hmm. I don't think it's so much that you're disconnected from the Morrigan. It's just 
Nothing's she on the has line. nothing to say right now. She's got nothing to say. Plus, sometimes tasks are not the challenge the gods give us. Their yes. right. Right. Yeah. It's patience. Follow okay. times are some of the hardest um, points in our life that we can and encounter. And I think this has been a weird and, year and, yeah. because we've gotten follow times it's from really many hard. gods yeah. that we would not normally have yep. gotten because they're like, already, fuck it, you're all already overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah. And the other mm-hmm. thing to realize is that even farm fields go through exactly. fallow times. Like if you yeah. look at a farmer who plants their fields, they don't plant the same thing every right. single year, but that's yeah. meant in a biological reason to keep it mm-hmm. fertile so that you don't tap all of the resources from that particular mm-hmm. earth. Yeah. And if you are feeling disassociated, you know, talk to somebody, engage in an activity in your life, whether it's playing guitar or playing video games or it's- spending time with your family or getting to know the local parks around you. You know, you don't have to solely focus on the Morrigan for that feeling of right. connection. Find or should you right yeah nor should you nor should you what i'm hearing out of caitlin's example of the farmers is it's better to fallow field yeah. than yeah. a dust yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yes yep because it sometimes does. you just got to leave shit alone let it lie and let that's, it recover again, that's coming yeah. down to the stuff says probably been a good thing since i've been working myself to the bone so jim's comment like a clue that's by four I mean. that's exactly the same thing if you're if you're not gonna lie fallow on your own morgan will just stop talking that's right yeah yeah they will they absolutely will they will fucking force you to be fallow and a lot of gods mm-hmm. will do the mm-hmm. same thing mm-hmm. you know because regardless of what you believe they do care about our longevity because the longer we're here on this earth, the more work we can do <laughs> exactly. for them. It's like um, it's like you don't treat your tools like shit, yeah, and then expect them to still be right. tools. You can't right. break yeah. something and then still yeah. use it. Yeah, right. Yeah, you have specific oils, you have specific mm-hmm. sharpeners, you have specific places you put your tools. It's you're the exact yeah. same. Fucking sharpen yourself, well oil yourself. You know, take care of you, and the gods will be there to support yeah. you. Exactly. All right, so we have been going for way, way too long. Too so here's, many here's the deal, hours. People. Thank you. <laughs> this has been a really cool thing. Yeah, 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 it has been. Thank you for inviting yeah, us. Thank you yeah, for having us. We need to do it again next awesome. year. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Super cyber hug because I know we can't do it. Love you guys. Hey, take care. Bye, buddy.